The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Give me that plenty of that guitar. moment is over, is in tatters. She has left her radio show um, and she's left her pantomime. You know, they're, they're saying that it was her decision. She also got the boat. Whenever, whenever someone in show business leaves and it's claimed to be their decision, nah, they got the boot. Trust me, it's up to me. Get the boat. So Limmy has tweeted a brilliant idea. Maybe Roxy could change from Cinderella to one of the villains. Lots of booing. People could get it all out of their system and maybe she'd get a pat on the back for being a good sport. I'd take that one. I 
Don't forget, this Friday, this Friday, live in the studio, Mr George Harrison will be in the studio. I'm bringing in a ukulele. I'm going to see if I can persuade him to play a few tunes. 0344 499 is the telephone number. The Late Night Alternative with myself, Ian Lee. Catherine Boyle, good evening, Catherine. Good evening. Wearing, um, uh, here's something for the gentlemen and some of the, the dirty ladies wearing a leather jacket because the air conditioning is working again. And, and I'm cool. Nesh. Now it's cool. Yeah, black leather, everyone. Why is um, why is why are certain clothing materials considered? Why is leather considered to be sexy? Why is it considered to be? And it's not just sexy. All right, it's dirty. It's dirty. It's, everyone goes, oh, bit of leather. You like a little bit of spanking, a little bit of bondage, a bit of leather. Bit of bondage. Plus, it's wiped clean. Well, um, I suppose so. Denim, as is, is, is we've both found out, absorbent is stains. I've got some, um, I've got some uh, guacamole on my jeans. The jeans only put on yesterday, and they'll have to go in the wash now. A month early. So, God, no. I've heard you're not supposed to wash your jeans at all. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no. So, so but I mean, there is a smell, isn't there? After a while. Well, the jeans that, that are, these replaced um, had been to Edinburgh and Glasgow, been to New York, had been worn during the move when I was moving house. So um, you know, you're not supposed to wear jeans. We're kind of stumbling and a stalling at the start here because I don't really know where to go. I don't. I don't have much of a vibe. So if you have any suggestions for the show tonight, dear listener, oh three four four. Four nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number. You can call in about anything, right? Uh, and we've got loads of new listeners, mainly because Tom Swarbrick has just started on LBC, or, or, or as, as, as he should be called, Tom Snorbrick. Um, so we're getting. He's a nice guy, um, but we're getting all of his lists. If you've here's the thing: if you've tuned in tonight for the first time, or maybe for the first time in a long time. Because you cannot stand listening to Tom Snorbrick. 0344 499 1000. Catherine winced when I said that. Yeah. Um, he's just trying to do it. He's just trying to make a Hang living. on a minute. You were... Hang on a minute. You two-faced hypocrite. You were being much harsher than I, uh, than me the other day said, when we were talking about yeah, him. Uh, yeah, well, that's kind of... You Stick know. to your guns. Double down. Oh, he's a no. nice lad. He's met, I met him and I'd say it to his face. He's a nice lad. But what a boring show. So, 0344-499-1000 is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. We could talk a bit more about Roxy, but I, I, I got the feeling that you're kind of bored about that. Uh, but but I, I was... I deleted all my tweets last night, as I often do. So don't read anything into it. I do it from time to time. And um, so I, I got home last night and I deleted my tweets. And then I just tweeted, I feel sorry for CBB Roxy, goodnight. And I woke up to... Um, is this telly on? This telly's on. Maybe I'll this telly. Right, yeah, let me see. add it. No, it's not done. I could see something was in the corner of my eye distracting me and it was that. Um, and so I woke up to another 300 tweets from people angry with me, furious with me, calling me a C, asking the same questions that um, had been asked yesterday about would I feel the same if it had been done to me. And... Yeah, because this was the second or third wave now. These are people yeah. who probably don't know you've got a radio show yeah. and have just happened across it. It was... Um, the, the vitriol was incredible. Um, and um, if, I don't know if you saw the, the Jeremy Vine talking about the interview he did with her. He did it yesterday and he was talking about it today. 
And he was saying he got the vibe that she was possibly suicidal doing it. Um, well, no one wants that. I think some of you do, actually. I think some of you won't be happy and, until she's killed herself. Not until she's attempted to kill herself, because, as, as we all know, that's just attention-seeking, isn't it, Twitter? Uh, but till she's actually done it. Um, uh, and um, that would be a terrible, terrible shame. A terrible shame. So I stand by the thing. I feel sorry for him. I don't quite know where we'd take that conversation today. You can call in about that. Something will happen. There's plenty in the paper to talk about. So something um, something will happen. Let's go to John. Good evening, John. Hi. I'm, I just bought myself another radio, so I'm listening to both of you at the same time. Well, that's stupid. Well, he just says thanks. John uh, Swarbrick, that's her... Uh, you're John. Free. What? Okay. Well, yeah. well that's... that's but, Tom, Tom Swarbrick, Snowbrick, whatever yeah, you Yeah, you're, you're John. Yeah, well, yeah, well, let's call him by his name. Uh, he's just said thanks on, on air. On air. Live on air. Who is? Who are you live on air to? I'm live on air to Ian Lee. Right. Well, who's just said thanks? Tom Swarbrick just said thanks on air to Ian Lee for advertising him for free. Okay. Well, did he? Yeah. I, don't I asked you. two radios. I'm listening to both of you. I don't believe you. That's a lie, John. You're 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 a dirty little liar. Ah, you can handle it. You can handle it. What does that even yeah, mean? Come on. Okay. Well, what what would you like to say, John? I just want to say that. That's it. You're just oh. stirring. Okay. Well, well. Thanks for the great contribution. Let's go to Noel Taylor. Good evening, Noel. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Kath. Hey, Noel. You're right. Yeah, good, thanks. Now, what you got for us? Um, I've got an invention to make you rich. Well, more your listeners. Yes. Um, it's a pizza presenter. What? And, uh, so, you know how it's difficult to put a pizza into the oven and yeah. it's difficult to turn it round halfway through? Well, hang on a minute. Why are you turning a pizza round halfway through? There's no need to. Ovens cook the, the whole oven... If you've got a fan-assisted oven, the whole oven is 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 pretty much the same temperature. I have oh, never, sorry. in my years of cooking pizzas, have I ever attempted to turn them around. Yeah, do you know what? I'm going to say it. Sometimes they're a bit tricky to get out, and also they're generally a bit bigger than a plate. So what do you do there? But um, th- but, but no, you do not need to turn a pizza around in the oven, Noel. Honestly, you do. No, 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 no. I did no. two today, and I didn't turn no. either of them. Honestly, you don't. I've tried it. I've tried it loads of times. No, you haven't. Yeah, no, but yeah, you're, 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 you're. Let's be honest. You're a nut job. No, trust me. You do not have to turn pizzas round in the oven. Right. Perhaps I've got a naff oven then. It's got a fan on it, so I oh, don't know. Okay, right. and, and anyway, it's difficult to take the pizza out again as well. Right. So what I've invented is a pizza presenter. So it's welded to the door, which is a, a traditional door with a perpendicular hinge on it. Oh, I've just got a feeling that tonight is the night that um, our new boss, Rebecca Brooks, is listening to this show for the first time, and she's feeling feeling cocky, <laughs> r- rightfully so, because she's managed to snafu Chris Evans. Well done, her. Great news for Virgin Radio. Great news for the whole series of us and talk uh, sport and uh, all is great. Chris Evans is coming to Virgin Radio. Great. And she's thinking, right, let me have a listen to some of the, the smaller shows on these networks that she's purchased. Um, and this is probably the first one of these shows she's listening to. And we've got a bloke talking, sp- spreading fake news about how you have to turn pizzas round 
in the oven. Forget about that. It's putting the pizza in and taking it out again, Ian. Yes. That's the, prob- that's the problem. That's the main problem that I'm solving. OK. Uh, so, so what it is, it's like a tray that fits on the actual door itself. A tray that goes... fits on the actual door itself, yes. Y- yeah, and that's horizontal. Yes. Uh, and the pizza goes onto that, and, and it's got a rack underneath, so it's easy to take out as well. OK, I'm, I'm, I'm saying yes, just so I, well, hopefully we can move this on and, and then start the show afresh. <laughs> and you close the do- oven door and yes. it fits just above the... This is a clever... Well, how, hang on a minute. If, it's, if the rack is attached to the oven door, my oven yeah. door, you pull it down. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that you have a... It has to be a traditional door. You're not listening Well, mine is a traditional so, door. You pull on. it down towards so you. So in order to cook pizzas more easily, you say, although we say it's not a problem... We have to replace our oven doors. <laughs> no, what, what, I'm, what I'm aiming at, really, Kath, is uh, oven manufacturers for this because it would be welded okay, on. Okay, fair play. Okay, you can do right. it yourself. Yeah, so you have to buy a whole oven. Okay. So, so the oven door closes. Just putting some background noises to fill the massive <laughs> gaps of, of silence and radio death that are occurring. Carry on. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so the oven door closes and, and the, the, it fits just above the top shelf of the oven. Okay. So so when you open the oven door, the, the piece is presented to you very easily. Sometimes and I love this job, it... sometimes I want to jump off a bridge. Don't you? <laughs> so how does it turn no, the pizza say... around? It's on a rotisserie. Uh, no, it's not on a rotisserie, or whatever it's called, rotisserie. <laughs> um, it's uh, it just... It's, it's static on the door itself. How do you turn the pizza around, which is what you claim oh, pizzas oh, need yeah. to have done? Yeah, so you open the... What, what you do halfway through the cooking period, you take the... Uh, open the door, and it's presented to you there on, on the door itself. Hang on a minute. Do you know what? This show can't go anywhere. Let's just stay there. Let's just take this if it's <laughs> blocked. Yeah, go on, Wasim. Have your little pop, then run away. Oh, Ian, you picked up the phone finally. Uh, yeah, because it says on my screen, Wasim blocked from Ian Lee. Because you're a weirdo. Yeah, I was wondering, how could you block me? What did I do that was so bad? Um, you know you me. You swore, didn't you? Yeah, you swore. I swore? Yeah. When? When did I swear you? I don't, yeah. I don't have to find the evidence, Wasim. I find you an annoying little prig. Um, well, what? I think you're talking about yourself there, buddy. There we go. Thanks very much for calling. And, and, you'll never get, and he's just hung up. See? Weirdo. <laughs> that, and he will never get answered again. Um, finally, you answered. Here's the thing, hey, guys. Hey, Tom Swarbrick, you're welcome. <laughs> Here's the thing, guys. If you don't get answered, and I'm talking about Alistair, and I'm talking about Tony, and I'm talking about Wasim, the reason is we, we're never that busy that we can't answer all the calls, right? We get busy on the phones, but it's never that much that Sam is like, oh, my, I can't answer the phones. You don't get answered. There's a good reason, right? You're banned. Okay, no, so just remind me, how are you turning this pizza around? Um... How you put, turn the pizza around is you open the, the oven door halfway through the period of cooking and you just turn it round. <laughs> you just turn it round. As you would before the invention. So yeah, there's no, no... there's no. I thought no, you'd have a handle that you turn the handle and the pizza rotates. No, it's easier because you, 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 you've, you've, pulled, you've opened the oven door and it's presented to you. It's outside of the actual oven. Alan, Alan has tweeted. Alan says, Pizza Man is a loony. All you need to, to do is to take the pizzas... All you need to do to take pizzas out of the oven is pull the shelf out halfway using oven gloves. Yeah. That's what I do. Right. 
Noel, thank, thanks so much for making this literally the worst start to any show I have ever hosted in my life. And I hosted Rise for a year. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. Jacked up jive talk for janitors, jazz cats and gin-soaked boys and girls. Is that Commando? <laughs> if you're a wink, you're a welcome. I've got five cactus needles stuck in my... The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. That, that was Pizzagate. Wowzers. Um, let's go... 0344 is the phone number. Let's go to Michael. Good evening, Michael. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Catherine. Here we Good go. evening, Michael. Respect and decorum at last. Well, I hope to bring that to the show this evening, certainly. Thank you, Michael. Um, I hear you said you've got uh, a lot of new listeners tonight. Yes, we have. Um, so I've been listening to the show for about a year or so now. Okay. So I thought maybe it'd be a good time Does to Does he want a refund? You. This guy wants a refund. You do refund. Uh, um, uh, you've been listening to a year. Oh, I'm sorry. It's it's too long. If you've been listening for nine months or less, we could issue a time refund. But oh, unfortunately, Michael, okay. you've been committed That's for a shame. year. That is a shame. That is a shame. That's a shame. That's okay. But I, I thought, because you have got these new listeners, it might be a time, a good time, to share with you a list I've compiled of, like, do's and don'ts of the Ian Lee show when okay. calling up. Yeah, That's beautiful. a good idea. Yes, I like the yeah. sound. I'll tell you what. Well, thanks, would you... What we need, because I think Catherine and I have to be impartial in this. Um, so what you need is you need a seasoned hand. You need a, an old salty sea dog who knows this show better than me, knows it better than Catherine, who can verify your rules. Would that be OK? Yeah, of course. All we get, obviously, other listeners... Uh, as a veteran okay. caller, can either agree or disagree. Okay. I haven't laminated this list. It's not a final list. Okay. Well, Michael, say hello to s- Michael. Say hello to Alan Caddick. Good hello. evening, Alan. A pleasure. No man yourself. Very well. And I, I heard you got a rapturous applause in Glasgow on the weekend. Yeah, I did. Oh, you must be very proud. Well, it's a rare team, my days. There we go. Well, listen. Do you want to listen to these? Uh, these rules of calling in the show that list, new listeners should adhere to. Okay. Okay. So Alan, have you, Alan, have you just woken up? No, I've just been to a quid night. Oh. A credit night? No, quid night. Oh, go on, did you win? No, unfortunately I didn't. I was all on my own in a team. <laughs> <laughs> and there were no <laughs> grand national <laughs> questions. <laughs> You're joking. I got a 31 out of 50. You got 31 out of 50? Yeah. Was this a quiz for primary school children? No. Oh, wow. It was like the plowing Harborn. Okay. And no one would have you on their team. Did they consider you the booby prize? No. 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 My first time I didn't know what the pub would be like. Okay. Um, all right. So hang on. You went to the pub. The pub that you'd never been to before on your own to enter the quiz night on your own? Yes. Well, does anyone else feel that? What was his team oh, like? I'm, I'm, now I'm on a talking bus. You're on a talking bus. <laughs> Good question, uh, uh, Michael. Go on, ask it again. Alan, what was your team name? Dusty Ben. Dusty Ben. Oh, I feel, I feel, I feel sad by that. That moves me, but it doesn't move me enough to stop me laughing. <laughs> um, okay, Michael. Then let's hear these. Let's hear these rules for the new listeners uh, that they have to adhere to. Yeah, they're no particular order. I've shot them down. So yep. the first one is: don't be drunk when you call, because Ian, you can tell immediately, straight away. You know when someone's a little bit tipsy, don't you? 
Alan? Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Well, the thing is, though, sometimes I would suggest that sometimes the best calls we get are from drunken stone people. Well, here's my feeling on this. Tipsy good, blotto, never usually ends well. Well, tipsy good, blotto good for one call, don't do it again. Yeah. Because I quite like, you know, someone getting drunk and telling me to F off once... I can dig that. All the time, tedious. Yeah. So, um, could we could we rephrase that, Michael? Mm-hmm. That's fine by To me. say, um, the drunken high people are welcome, but you will be sniffed out. OK, and you have to be coherent, I guess, as well, then. Well, again, I mean, we've got Alan Caddick on the line, so no. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. I Shut that bus up! That's a good. That's, if anyone, if there are any comedians that are travelling back in time to the 1970s and you're looking for a catchphrase, "Shut that bus up" is a great one. Yes, Michael. Rule number two: uh, Don't ask Ian how are you because you're probably asking for the sake of it and you aren't really ready for the truth. Yeah, that's true. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Alan, you like good. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next one: Don't talk about football because you do have talk sport around the corner and. I know sometimes people get mixed up with the numbers, don't yeah. they? Because they're very similar. Idiots do. Yeah. Although we do like we do like it when they um, get mixed up because it allows us to play with them, and they don't usually like it. Yeah, they are. Well, we that, Don't talk about sports in general. Well, unless it's about baseball, which is my favourite sport of all time. Baseball's allowed because if we didn't have baseball, we wouldn't have pitch a field. Except when he oh, talks about yeah. it. Mm. <laughs> right. Okay. Next rule. Uh, don't be on speakerphone, because again, Ian, you yes. know straight away yes. when yes. someone's on speakerphone. Yes. Absolute yes. player, Michael. Yes, son. Can't argue with that, can you, Cads? No, that's a definite bugbear. Yeah, it's a definite bugbear. The kind of thing on to the next one, then. So don't lie that you aren't on speakerphone or oh. lie for anything else for that matter. Why do people do that? Are, are you on speakerphone? No! no. It's like, look, I can hear, I can hear you on... And then there's like... Is that better? Yeah, because you're not on speakerphone anymore. That's it. I noticed you can, you can sniff out a liar, Ian. Oh, of course I can. I'm, I'm the drunk. human lie detector. Mainly because I'm so good at doing it myself. That's but it. I can, sniff out a lie, yeah. I can sniff out yeah. a lie. Okay. Anything else, Michael? Well, halfway through, so Jesus. I've got ten. Well, I've, okay, well, I've got a rule. Don't do more than six. <laughs> okay. So you're on the last one. Yeah, go on. Pick the best one you got left. Okay. Don't mention strawberries, owls, or wells. You mentioned... Oh, you just God, did it. Get did lost. He's gone. Um, uh, Alan? Yes, boss. Thanks for calling. 0344 499 uh, is the telephone number. This is the worst opening 27 minutes of any uh, venture uh, I've been involved in. And I did a thing on the Channel 4 website before the internet had be, uh, gone beyond 56k dial-up called Dare for Dosh. So I know, I know, I know bad 27-minute openings, and this is worse than that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Dead of Night Discourse for Disco Queens. I'm related to Jedward and Dolly Parton. Dairy Farmers aye, aye. and Distant Fathers. Yeah, whatever. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On Talk Radio. Yes, great. And alive. What a poor start to the show. Very poor. 
There's no, there's no, there's no vibe. I think it's because I had too many um, chili heatwave Doritos. I don't know why you bought those. Because uh, I like them, and I thought you liked them, no. so I bought a big bag, and I, I, t- I t- rocked up with this big bag of chili heatwave Doritos, thinking I was going to get high fives. And Catherine, oh, I don't like them. No, too elaborate. Too elaborate. I don't like them. So I had to cane a whole big bag on my own, because um, you see Hardeep in the Big Brother house yesterday. Um, they had a four hundred pounds food budget. We don't have to spend it all. Why don't we just spend two hundred pounds and give the rest to a food bank? Oh, you absolute pudding! Why didn't Why didn't you ten years ago sort out the properties that you were uh, uh, renting out that were described as slums? You know, it just come on, man. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Simon. Good evening to you both of you. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm ready for um, a new series of The Apprentice. I'm ready for it. Is it happening? Do we know if it's happening? I haven't watched it for years. Sorry? I haven't watched it for years. Okay. I don't know. That was, well, hang on a minute. That wasn't the question. The question wasn't what, when was the last time you watched The Apprentice. The question yeah. was, is there a new series due for, due for us soon? So the answer then is I don't follow it, so I wouldn't know. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. No, just because you don't follow it doesn't mean that you don't. No. You wouldn't necessarily know. Go on, ask me again. Ask me again. I don't want to ask you again because you'll come back with some cocky answer. Well, don't ask me then. I'm not. I'm not. I've asked no, you, and I've been I very disappointed to... with the response. I've got a story for you, but I also want to add to the rules. Okay. Yeah, that's good. We can do that. The rules. The rules of the show. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. As we get loads of new listeners because LBC has decided right. to um, commit Harry Carry. Yes. Right. Don't keep ringing up and going on and on and on about silly wonderlands where there's oh. fantasy mm-hmm. rubbish going on that is never going to happen. Okay. Never going to happen. Oh. Uh, can you translate that? Yeah. What are you on Don't about? You, uh, the the wonder, the, the 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 party of wonders. Oh. Okay. The bank of a oh. gazillion wonders. Yeah. Never going to happen. Okay. Some, just because one thing happened for Does he not wonder that it was 42 years ago and it only <sighs> happened once? Dredge um, sent me a very funny uh, tweet. Today is the 47th anniversary of George having a seance and failing to write a book about it. <laughs> Which I thought, was, <laughs> <laughs> I thought was a lovely... Whoa! Simon's having a little, uh, little smoky cough. Oh, jeez! I felt that in my ear! Sorry, 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 sorry. Anyway, that's all I wanted to get off my chest. Thank you, Simon. It's off your chest. Good evening, Rick. Hello, mate. You all right? I'm all right, thank you, Rick. I know, I know you're not really my mate. It's okay. Hello, Kath, as well. You know what? I know, I know you're not really my mate. It's okay. That's okay. Hey, hey, Rick. Are you a DJ calls. from the 80s, Rick? Yes. And I, um, the last time I called up, you, um, you told me how, how many drugs I took, and you were... Spot Slightly on. wrong. I, spot, spot. Um, I was un- I underestimated your capacity no. to cane it. No, you. You no. Oh, you. no. That was flirtatious. You. So I suddenly you got a little bit horny. Cat, step outside while I loosen my belt and talk to Rick. Anyway, I got an allotment, man. I got an allotment today, yeah, and I'm really. Is that is that a code for um? You got a lot of drugs. Got some hydroponics. An attic. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, with all the sort of twists and turns in the uh, the uh, the laws lately, maybe I can just grow my own ganja on there. I, I would be, um, do you know, I wouldn't. I, 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 I don't. I, here's the thing: most mostly, it's old people that have allotments, right? 
No, but I reckon I'm, you could I'm, get I'm away with growing... Of course, I don't condone it, but I reckon you could probably grow some ganja and... No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't notice. They wouldn't recognise it. Outdoors, though. I don't. No. Yeah, you can grow ganja outdoors. outdoors. Yeah, yeah. Well, the only thing is, Kath, um, and obviously yourself, Ian, who's also there supporting Kath in her role as. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Huh? Um, huh? The only thing yeah, is, it's funny that. Um, huh? Hello. I think someone steal it. I don't think anyone would report it because they wouldn't care. No. But I think someone would nick it. It's Homegrown is the way it should be. No, look, you. I used to live in Australia, right? And we used to go out in the bush, like, hunting for people's plantations. OK. And they were there. Yes. Well, OK. Well, isn't there... Isn't there... And I don't say this as a joke. Someone will yeah. tell me this. Isn't there a massive field of cannabis just off one of the motorways, like the M4 or the M1 or something, yeah. and it's government-owned? Because the government grows cannabis. This is a fact. Oh, I know. No, no, no. Yeah. This is a... This is... I, no, listen. This is a fact, right? And Cass pulling the face is no, I'm, I'm not. doing a piece. I'm not. I'm trying to hold in the no, personal Kat story that you know about. Ian, Will you it. shut up, Rick? For yeah. Christ's sakes, that's about the fifth time you've spoken when we're speaking, you rude man. <laughs> what, what story? Oh, a friend of... Well, someone I know who is apparently... Oh, to his yeah, mother, yeah, uh, yeah. Su- ...supplying the government with their supply. Yeah, yeah. No, there's yeah, the... Yeah, 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 shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Oh, come on. Shut come up. On. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. No, 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 Rick. Shut up. Yeah. Just shut up. Yeah. Rick? Mm-hmm. Rick? Stop. Shut up. <laughs> shut, seriously, I'm not even joking, Rick. Shut up. No, no, Rick, will you shut up? <laughs> you do my no, Rick, I'm not joking. I want to talk, but I can't do it because you keep talking, so shut up. Hey, hello. Shut I- up! <laughs> what? Shut, will you shut up? Yeah, man, I'm not talking. No, but then, then just don't speak and shut up. <laughs> shut up, man. <laughs> Why can't you be quiet? Zip it. Because I hardly Sh- ever speak. Shut up! Shut, <laughs> shut Seriously, I, this is not a joke. Don't make any noise. I want to talk. Go. Shut up. Mm-hmm. I've forgotten what I was going to say now, Rick. Thanks very much. 0344 499 1000. That started about 10.34. I've already sent it. Okay, good. <laughs> um, there's a lot of that. Um, uh, people just, just not listening. Not listening. You've got to listen, man. Um, he was in a very silly mood, though. Wasn't he was it? a very silly mood. No, seriously, there is beside one of the motorways, there is a huge field of cannabis that is growing. I'm sure this is true, and it's owned by the government, and it's kind of the kind of it's, it's sort of secret, but not you know, it's not massively secret. People people know where it is and it exists because the government does use cannabis. You know, you can they they are investing. And experimenting with cannabis. My mum, years ago, 10, uh, 15, 15, 15 years ago, 16, 17, no, 17 years ago, was on a cannabis trial for her MS. Um, and they've got to get the cannabis from somewhere. They're not sending someone over to uh, Am- Amsterdam to buy it. They've got to grow it. But I don't quite know where this field is. Let's find that field and set fire to it. 
and um, uh, put straws up our nose and just inhale deeply. Good evening, Billy. <laughs> Good evening, Ian. You all right? I'm all right, mate. What you got for us? Um, yeah, a couple of things, Ian. Just, uh, um, just to let you know, I've been watching your YouTube channel quite a lot recently, and it's um, it's got me out of a hole, to be fair. Um, oh, nice one. What, yeah, what hole are you in? Uh, what hole were you in? Um, a deep one. <laughs> um, basically, just a self... Just self dug. Uh, I've dugged it out myself, really. Basically, what, what do you mean, um, like a mental health, anxiety, depression type hole? That's the one. Oh, that's mate, one. mate. What yeah. was there any reason for it, or did you did anything happen, or did you just suddenly sink? Um, well, I just come to the conclusion that um, I'm, I'm 28 and uh, I've lost all like ties to all my old friends and mm. struggle to make new friends. I, um, I've got a minor form of autism, so I struggle to make new friends and yeah. uh, I just you know I, I work I work nights funny enough you know what I mean um, so I don't hardly get to listen to your show but I try and catch up where I can um, and during the day when I've woken up from like having got up and sleep I yeah. listen to your uh, podcast or catch up on your shows or oh, I've just got, I've just got just got um, caught up in your YouTube channel and it's like it's it's, it's uh it's lifted my mood, really. So oh, well, Billy, that's very that. kind of you to share that. I do have to say that we, 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 we're not allowed to stream the show on YouTube or Periscope anymore, but there's still loads yeah. of other stuff on the channel. Um, but, are you, but you're saying it, it's kind of pulled you out of the hole. You feeling all right now, then? Yeah, I mean, I've stopped taking my antidepressants about two days ago. Oh, yeah. Um, well, Completely yeah, or, or with the help of a doctor or just you just stopped cold turkey? Um, it's a long story. Um, I moved house, and then they said I wasn't in the catchment area no more, so they took me off the off the books without telling me. Mm. And now I haven't got a doctor's surgery, and whenever I go to speak to somebody, they're like, oh, uh, you haven't got a doctor's surgery, we can't help you. So, oh, no, here's, um, the, here's the thing, right? Here's, it, well, it's too late now, but my suggestion would have been is you don't tell the old doctor's surgery you've moved until yeah. you've until you've registered... With the new doctor's surgery, funnily enough, I went and registered because I moved a month ago. I've just went yeah. and registered with my doctor's surgery um, oh, okay. today, and she said, "Do you want to? Do you need to see the doctor?" I said, "Actually, yeah, I wouldn't mind to see him just to talk about my antidepressants that I'm on, and also discuss that um, it'd be nice to meet my new GP, and also just to discuss that I want to start tapering them down a little bit." But so you've yeah. ju- you've just stopped. Yeah, I mean, to be fair with you, it, the only reason I take them still, or have taken them until recently, um, is to, like, I get really bad nightmares when I sleep. But other than that, I'm not that bad without them. But, um, but obviously, I'm going back to having nightmares again, which don't let, doesn't let me sleep. So. You had vivid dreams, didn't you, when you were... Yeah, well, when I was... Well, I had them when I was on them. When I was... What, 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 what were you taking, if you don't mind me asking, Bill? Uh, 150 mil of... Uh, the oh, oh! I couldn't. I did that one for like a, a, a month, and I couldn't do it because it sent my legs crazy. I got the the twitchy leg in bed. Oh, really? So I came off that. But I was I was having mad dreams when I was on metazapine, and I missed those yeah. mad dreams because they were nuts, man. Um, and now I'm just on venlafaxine, and um, uh, it's great. I, you know, yeah. I don't feel suicidal. I can't come. I don't know if that's too much information, Billy, but um, uh, I can't. I, I find it very difficult to come. I'm uh, like that on such a line. Yeah, and it's funny, and it's yeah. and it's great because you go you're going on for ages, but you think, oh, I'm getting bored now. And there's some, there's a, there's a good film on telly. I want to. I'm going to watch that. Um, I mean, I can't. 
I can't talk too much about that because my father-in-law listens to the show. Well, no, exactly. I've, I always <laughs> feel a bit embarrassed, but because my, my sister listens to the show. But there you go. Um, oh, there you go. So I'm <laughs> hoping that when I when I when I come off the pills, I'll come off. That's that's yeah. <laughs> that's my ambition. Yeah. <laughs> that's my wish. But um, I'm also I'm in a, I'm in a good place now. I've got this new place, and and the divorce is very very close to happening, and. Um, I've got a cool relationship with my kids, and work is kind of settled down after the madness of last year. So I'm, oh, so I'm, I'm all right. But, you, but, but you, how are you? So two days in, yeah, uh, and that's that's a strong drug, and that's quite a big dose of a strong drug. How are yeah. you feeling? Um, I'm okay. I, I mean, I, I um, just talk, talk, trying to put my um, my uh, thoughts into other other things really think about other people and yeah. not worry about myself as much and uh, I'm taking a keen interest in say um, like what my girlfriend gets up to like oh, at work and romantic just... <laughs> taking a keen yeah. interest in your girlfriend good that's yeah, a good I mean, thing <laughs> that's healthy yeah yeah because yeah, obviously when I was on these tablets it does make you a bit bit um, selfish rather yeah. than selfless so. yeah I've heard I've heard that it can do that can yeah. I can I make one suggestion to you which you don't have to follow. Go for it. Try and find out what your who your local doctors is tomorrow. Yeah, and just pop in and say, uh, uh, "Look, I've just moved into the area. My other doctors is I've kind of timed this badly. My other doctors has kicked me, you know, just drop stop me, and, and I, I'm, I'm on these drugs. And um, if, is there any chance I can maybe get an appointment in the next couple of days, just so you can have a chat with the doctor? And I tell you why, Billy. You might be really yeah. lucky, and you might have plain sailing, and you might have no side effects, but there is a strong chance that on like day three, four, five, you're gonna start getting little electric shocks in your head or little twitches or the legs might go or or you might suddenly sink, you know, as yeah. your body tries to recalibrate itself and get the chemicals right. You could be fine, but because it's trying to re you know, put in chemicals that are missing, you either sink or you suddenly go really high. Um, and it, it would be a good idea. I think you don't have to do what I say, but it'll be a good idea if you can go and um just register with a GP tomorrow. It's always good to be registered with a GP anyway, just in case yeah, there's, yeah. you know, something you need. But my suggestion is go online. I did it online. I just typed in um, where I was and looked for doctor surgeries. Then I went to a couple and they have a thing, are you in our catchment? And you type in your postcode. And I found the one whose catchment I was in. And I rocked up with um, a driving licence and a letter showing that I live there. And I filled in a form... And then that was it. I was on their books. Oh, marvellous. So just maybe, if you're feeling up to it tomorrow, go and do that, because two days in is early, early doors, and I'm just worried yeah. it might get a little bit rocky for you. And oh, I would no, hate no. that. Um, oh, no, brilliant. I'll, I'll, um, I'll take you up on it, also, and I'll go tomorrow and I'll get it looked at. All right, let, let, let us know how you get on. Um, give us a call maybe later in the week, Billy, and let us know how you're feeling. I will do. Thanks for your time, Ian. All right, man. Take care, brother. Bye-bye. What a nice guy. Thank yeah. you, Billy. Um, yeah, just... Coming off any medication, but, but antidepressants is kind of the... Because I've done it where I went on holiday once and I'd left my tablets at home and it's like, oh, jeez. And I had to go cold turkey. And I've not come off sertraline like that. Mine was uh, the drug I'm on now, venlafaxine, and it was just electric shocks in the head. The back of the he- the neck was, was, was just like... Someone was playing the nerves. And if you turned your head... If you turned your head... Right. It was like travelling through time. You'd see like vapour trails as you turn and you turn and, and you'd stop, but your head would it would feel like your head was still moving to catch up. Oh, it was horrendous and I felt sick, nauseous, I had the, the diarrhea. 
Uh, I, I crashed, you know. So, um, not saying those things are necessarily going to happen to you, Billy. But, 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 but. Oh, three, but give us a call in the week. Good luck. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. This is Talk Radio. Tales of mystery and imagination on the radio show that does things differently. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I'm a nutjob, but not that kind of nutjob. On Talk Radio. Honest to God, it's the new Breaking Bad. Oh, no. By the way, if you want to talk about anti-Semitism, um, LBC, that's what they're doing right now. So, thank you to Simon for this. I was right. Um, on a quiet... This is from The Sun from 2014. The world's biggest cannabis farm. On a quiet country lane in Kent stands a short row of picturesque houses, each with its own drive and large garden. By the side of the road, a sign points the way to a children's nursery. It could not be a more peaceful setting. But while it might seem a run-of-the-mill scene in Middle England, the folks who call this place have home have no idea they have an exotic, not to mention controversial, neighbour. Just uh, a farmer's field away lies Britain's biggest cannabis factory, they don't know your family, Kath, churning out weed with an annual street value of £80 million! Two enormous greenhouses mark the spot where 30,000 of the banned plants are grown in top-secret conditions, protected by security controls, uh, patrols, CCTV cameras and motion sensors. The dozens of men and women tending the leafy plants are no gun-toting gangsters, however. Instead, they are white-coat-clad scientists whose work is all legal. So it's like this legal place where they grow it. And then Lane reminded me of a story that came out... um, couple of months ago, May 2018. Uh, Drugs minister accused of hypocrisy on a grand scale over husband's involvement in legal cannabis farm. Victoria Atkins has been accused of hypocrisy on a grand scale after it emerged that she voluntarily recused herself from speaking for the government on cannabis. What does recuse mean? It's like excuse yourself. So it's to sort of stand down. Okay, she voluntarily recused herself from speaking for the government on cannabis and other aspects of her drugs brief because her husband was involved with a legal cannabis farm. The Home Office Minister and former criminal drugs prosecutor has previously spoken out against both legalising and regulating the drug. But her husband, Paul Kenwood, is the managing director of British Sugar, which is licensed to grow cannabis. The company produces a non-psychoactive variety which is used in children's epilepsy medicine. Well, 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 well. So, um, yeah, there's a big old uh, cannabis farm in uh, Kent. Sounds great. Speaking of um, uh, Kent, it's Paul in Stoke Poges. Good evening. Uh, no, Stoke Poges is in Kent. No, you know. I know, I know, Paul. It's, it's, um, but, but some people might get the reference. I was yes, going to say speaking, it, speaking I'll of get, Kent, I'll but I thought that was a bit too worry, much. Yes. Okay, Paul. What would you like yeah, to say? You bring so much. You bring so, shut up. You. you bring so much joy and, and laughter to the show, which has been missed. Um, so, what would you like to? What, what, what ray of rainbow sunshine would you like to sparkle all over us tonight, Paul? I would like to bring a ray of sunshine because what's been in the news today? Harry and Meghan, what they've done this evening and this afternoon. What have they done this evening and this afternoon? Spent time and uh, done an award ceremony for children with disabilities. Okay, good for them. Jolly good for them. And 
wouldn't Diana be... Have you not heard, seen it or heard about any of it? Yeah, I saw a picture of it, yeah. He did a little pinky promise with one of the girls, yeah. OK, right. Wouldn't Diana be proud? Wouldn't, wouldn't his mum be proud? Did you meet her? I have met her. I've met her on several occasions and I had what a did total she... privilege what... to share... To a, a share with her. Uh, a curry with her in a curry house. Right. On Sharing a curry with before. someone, to me, means you stuck your fork in their food. Did you do that? <laughs> no, I did not stick my fork into Diana's kimonon. OK, right. And what did you speak to her about? I just... We just shared the same curry house when William and Harry were at Eton. So what did you speak to her about? You said you've met her several times. So what did you speak to we her about? We used to sit at the same table. Right, and what... Do, again, OK, let's try again. What did you speak to her about? I just spoke to her about everyday normal things. For, I just for example, her like an everyday normal person. For example, what did you speak to Princess Diana about when you met her many, many times? I didn't hear her many, many times. I met her uh, probably about four times. Okay, so you met her. her, you you met Princess Diana four times. What did you speak about on those four times? We we just talked about everyday things. For example, I don't know what everyday things means. For example. We talked about the weather. We talked about just everyday normal things. We talked about (sighs) Harry's education. So so Princess Diana... Spoke to you, Paul from Stoke Poges, yes. in a curry house about Prince William's schooling. Yes, and Harry. They that were, is the they were biggest. At the same table with me. That is the biggest load of rubbish. Okay, you might think it's a load of rubbish. I do, but it's the truth. I do, I do. And you're saying that William and Harry were sat there. Yes, they were. I had to be checked out by security, but it was totally. I'm telling the total truth on my son's life, on my life, I'm telling the total truth. And which curry house was this? It was in a curry house on Eaton High Street. Okay, and... Oh! Hang on on a minute! I know the curry house! I've had a... When I saw... I went to that curry house after I saw Buck's Fizz. So you've also shared a curry house with Princess Diana. But you might have thinking of the wrong one. Well, Well, which one are you thinking of? Shall I name it? Yeah. Golden Curry. Right, hang, I've got Golden Curry here. Hang on a second, I'm phoning With them the up. the fish tank in the window. I'm, I'm phoning them up to verify your story, mate. Go on, you phone them up. Yeah, I'm, pho- I'm phoning them up. I'm going to verify your story. She, Princess Diana used to eat in there regularly with her sons when she used okay. to visit them at right. weekends. Yeah. We'll ask, we'll ask. Go on. I'm, I'm trying to ring, why is this not ringing? Shut up! Closed by now. No, it's not closed by now. Right, um, don't know why I can't ring out. Sam, could you? Um, all right, let me try it here. Right, let me try it here. Thank you, Sam. That line doesn't always work. Here we go. Hello, good evening, Golden Curry. Hello, yeah, is that Golden Curry in Eton? Yes. Can I ask you a question? We're live on talk radio at the moment. My name's Ian Lee. Um, we're just talking about your wonderful restaurant. Um, did Princess Diana used to come and eat in your curry house? Oh, OK. OK, hold on, please. Thank you. Yeah, they'll hang up shut, on you. Shut up. <laughs> yep, he's right. They hung up. He's right. Fair play. Well, if the soothsayer got that right... Then yeah, they harp on you because they don't that... want to give away their personal information, do they? She, she died quite a well, while ago. in case ago. we hang around waiting for her. Paul, in that case, I have to take your story as true. It is, I'm not 
But I'm not making I, I'm it I'm accepting, up. I'm accepting your story is true. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you very much for sharing it. I, she was a wonderful person. She was the Queen of Hearts. She was the Queen of Hearts. She was the Queen Harry of Hearts. And William are leaving a good legacy yes. in her name. Yes, and she was the Queen of Narnbreds. She, no, the Kemenarm she stored, uh, and also a Lamb Danzac. She was the Queen right. of Lamb Danzacs. And a Peshwari Non. Mm-mm. With mm. a Kemenarm. Yes! And two pints of Kingfisher Lager. She was the qu- prince. I think I we can agree that Princess Diana was the was the queen of two pints of Kingfisher Lager. There you go. Thank you for that, Paul. I feel I feel honoured and humbled. I love you to bits. Get stuffed, you weirdo. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's true. It's a true story. I know was, that. Was Curry Harry was. at Eton before Diana died? I, I, I think he started after. You're you're trying to poke holes. In a story that requires... Listen, he knew that guy was going to hang up on me, right? That that means we have to... We have to believe everything else within that story. We have to. Um, so thank you for that. If you've ever had a curry with a member of royalty who is now deceased... Slightly niche phone in that, but you never know. Oh, th- the best phoning we ever did was, have you ever nearly run over a pop star? And uh, we got loads. So this one might work. No. No, um, Catherine, you're... She died in 97. Ca- he started eating in 98. Catherine, you're looking... To, well, she obviously planned that that's where he was going to go. Oh, she asked Paul first. Yes. Boom. Oh, three... F- f- stop being such a, uh, a doubting ninny. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is the Late Night Alternative, weeknights from 10 with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Too weird to stay outside. Feeling like I've lost my mind. Thrill has gone and I'm getting older. Still, don't take it as a sign. I'm hiding all the time. Set thy sorrow for my shoulder.
it's not the best quality version, but that's the new single from Hollow Hand. Isn't that great? Did I catch that moth? You did, but you battered it over there. It's in that corner now, oh laughing. Well. Oh, well. That'll do, wouldn't it? That's great. Album coming out soon. Oh, album. Oh, yeah. Sick. Thank you. Comes the ending. Oh. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Well done. Well done. Uh, hollow hand. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Lots to talk about. Uh, let's go to Jason first. Good evening, Jason. Hello, mate. How you doing? I'm good, thank you, Jason. What do you have for us this evening? Do you know what? Right. I've just been seeing my mum who's in hospital. Oh, I'm sorry I'm to hear that, mate. Oh, it's okay, man. Hopefully she's going to be okay. Um, so, um, I'm just driving home on the M1. Yes. And um, I'm just stuck in traffic, having a bit of a nightmare, and I found your radio station, and I just thought I'd call up to say, it's just entertained me no end. It's brilliant. Oh, hey, flipping it. <laughs> Surely it. Well, you're... That's literally all I to say. Well, the, hey, listen, man, you're, you're a good man for saying... How, how did you just stumble across talk radio, though? Because they don't advertise it, and it's a tough old station to find. Were you just flicking through the stations and it popped up? Yeah, so what happened for me, I was... Uh, so I was kind of just thinking about how am I going to get this traffic jam, because it's horrible. Yeah. So I turned Spotify off, because I'd listen to The Verve, who I love, uh, listen to a bit of Uncle, another band I love... And I thought, Uncle! The radio. I've not heard the name Uncle for years! Wow! I know! Legends! Uh, is, is Uncle know, still really going? Guy. I think he is, yeah. He's got, he's got um, a few tunes on Spotify. There we go. I mean, just absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so, so I turned them off, and yes. then I went on to Dab, and it said Talk Radio, so I put it on, and I just heard some people talking, and I was like, what is this? What is this rubbish? Yes, exactly, but in a good way. And oh, it's just no, no end, and I'm nearly home now. Oh, so wicked. Thank you very much. Jason, right. thank you, man. Listen, it's me, me and Kath. Uh, I don't know if you know who I am. doesn't matter if you do, but it's me and Kath, and we're on Monday to Friday, 10 o'clock at night till 1 in the morning. There's podcasts. Um, and yeah. don't reveal anything you don't want, but, but you, you said you hope Mum's going to pick up. Is, what, what, are they, what are they saying? She's going to be all right? Yeah, basically she had a, a heart attack on fr- uh, last Friday, Ooh. and uh, she's yeah, it's, it's been a bit of a rough few days. Yeah. Um, and then um, she's you know she's in critical care now, but all stable, all good. So good. I feel happy enough to leave her. Good. And she's in good hands because all the staff there are. And what's worse as well, when they're in that that, that that in hospital, and particularly after something like a heart attack, they look yeah. they look so old, don't they? The parents look really old all of a sudden. They age. Um, they, you know, yeah, you're quite right, mate. Absolutely agree with that. But yeah. but but the, but they can. I mean, what I'm trying to say is, they 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 often they look bad immediately after. But the recovery from something like that these days, they can work miracles. I'm sure your mum is a determined so and so, and she, oh, she'll be she'll be telling you off soon enough, boy. Don't you worry. Oh, I'm sure she will. She's uh, she's. She, I mean, she she literally does wear the trousers in the house. Yeah, and of course. She controls everything, and yeah. she's. She's kept me in shape anyway. Good. So thank you for them kind words as well, mate. Really well, appreciate s- send, that. Send our best to her if it means anything, and we wish you the best luck. And hopefully we'll speak again soon, Jason. Definitely, buddy. Uh, really, keep up the entertainment. It's fantastic. Thank Lots you, man. Love, mate. Cheers. Bye-bye. What a nice guy. Lots of love to, to his mum. That's um, wow, what a nice guy. He's listening on a not particularly good show. This is not a particularly good one. Gosh, imagine if he heard a good one. He might hate it. Oh. He might do. 
He might hate it. I don't know. Anyway, moving on to Brexit and anti-Semitism. No, <laughs> I don't know. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. It is that thing, isn't it? When um, when your parents have like a, you know a, not even something as big as a heart attack. Just seeing a parent in a hospital bed. Um. Suddenly they look really old. Suddenly, and it, 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 you know you can go, you go. Well, flip. They're in their sixties or whatever. It, it may be just there's something about that environment that makes people look older and frailer. I had to take my dad to a hospital appointment for a cataract oh, yeah. last year, and it was one of those moments. He was where... into boating, is he? Did you get it? Catamaran? That's a really? Catamaran? He likes cooking for cats. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, that's better. I sat with him in the hospital, and he was saying, "You don't have to, love. You don't have to." And I, I felt like I didn't want to leave him. Yeah, of course not. There, there is a point, and it's not happened with you yet, but it will do when you become. The parent, yeah, they become the child, and that he's is, gonna hate that, of course, he is. <laughs> and that's when you wield the power, you know. That's when you, I mean, it happened to with my mum a long, long time ago, too early for her, but it happened, and 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 it's a weird kind of vibe. And you become the, the adult and looking after them, but that's that's the circle of life, you know. They they start by wiping your ass, you end up by wiping theirs if you're lucky, mm. if you're lucky. You know, I've told my girls fine. when they when they say, "Oh, you know that they love me and stuff," and I will say, "Remember what this when I'm old." I'm not saying you've got to one's got to wash and one's got to wipe, but please get me a nice hot male Brazilian nurse. <laughs> wow, he doesn't have to be a real nurse. Blouses. Listen to so you. So they know this. Listen to you um, asking your um, six and ten year old to children me... to get you a male prostitute. Well, wow, just have to be a prostitute. Okay, I won't All be right. doing any touching. Just looking. Now, imagine if I'd have said that. You'd be going, oh, Jimmy Savile's. Jimmy Savile. My eyes aren't painted on, Ian. Okay. Women have needs, too. OK. All right. Fine. All right. Fine. Um, 0344 Can you satisfy Catherine's womanly, old womanly needs? Would you like to touch her old, saggy... Mm-hmm. It's not yet. I mean, I, it's, it's, we're not, talking oh, about future. Now. Oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood. That nurse Scratch hasn't that. been born yet. Scratch. Oh, and that is Savile, mate. That is proper Savile. You crossed the line there. <laughs> you want him to cross your line, but you just crossed the line in time. Crossing my line. Let's go to Cathy. Good evening, Cathy. I'm sorry you have to come on after that filth. <laughs> no, I'm hoping to fill Cathy's every dream. <laughs> oh, you dirty, dirty, sexist, sexy... Horny pigs. Kathy, what? It's something with the name Catherine, isn't it? Yeah, dirty. What have you got for us, Kathy? Well, I was initially ringing in response to um, Billy's call earlier. Yes. And Jason's call has just resonated with me as well. Go on. Um, I called you at the end of July and I was having a bit of a real bad dip with my depression yeah. and um, was going to have my medication changed and was really struggling. And I was actually changed on to sertraline, um, which for me is working really well. Brilliant. So kind of, I know it didn't work for you and you had the side effects and everything, yeah. but it's really working for me. I've been on antidepressants really 20 years and this one's a good one. Venlafaxin, won't go into that one. Um, I'm catching. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. We're just going to open my hands and see if I caught a moth while I was listening. I think, I think it <laughs> no, no, no. I'm opening my hands. Is it there? Yes. <laughs> flick it in my face. She said flick. We just we are listening, Kathy. Honestly, she's doing a very serious call, but I don't know what it's about. But we're trying to catch a moth. I just did it. <laughs> Bash it, because that's a clothes moth. There we go. Bash it. 
Right, okay. I'm doing I'm doing a radio show. There you go, you got it, you got it, you got it. And you broke a nail as well. You broke a nail. Sorry, Kathy. Oh, Kathy, I'm so sorry. Kathy, I'm so sorry. So you searched and did you say venlafaxine as well? I've, I've been on venlafaxine in the past, yeah. yes. which worked at the time. Coming off it, I won't go into it because that wasn't nice. Yeah. Um, and I'm also on the metazapine. Hey, those dreams, huh? Those dreams. dreams. But it's really weird yeah. because we, me and my partner, we go to sleep every night listening to your show. Yes. So quite often in my very weird metaspine dreams yeah. are you and Kath, Ooh. because obviously falling asleep, you're the last voice who's kind of here. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, but one of the reasons I was having the dip, listening to what Jason was saying, is my partner uh, in March had two heart attacks, cardiac arrest and a stroke. He was born the day after you. Right. What does so that? What's that? Forty-five on the tenth of June. He was born with what? Sorry. The day after you. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, okay. Yes, I see. So he was forty-five on the tenth um, of June, whereas you were on the ninth. Yeah. So, and so it was just an absolutely horrific time. Um, seeing your parents go through things is traumatic, but seeing your kind of like, he's forty-four because obviously it was in March. Yeah. Going through that. And oh, mate, I'm just, sorry. How is he doing now? Um, he's in heart failure. Um, he's recovered from the stroke. He's got to have a bypass. Um, but he's, he's doing okay on a lot of medication. He's gone back to work. Mm. Um, so it's been a bit of a rough time. But How are you, how are you doing? In. The medication's kicking in now. They're certainly yeah. um, changed over. Um, I kind of was good and strong and during all of it, and then I kind of fell over afterwards, really. Yeah, of so, course. Yeah, but, you crumpled a bit, and that's only natural. Yeah. yeah. But I've been seeing um, a therapist um, through Good. our work, um, Occupational Health, and she's been amazing. Oh, brilliant. Um, and, yeah, so it's just kind of a following on, really, from Billy saying about sertraline. And for me, it was, I know you had a bad experience with the electric shock, but I've, I'm having a really positive experience i'm feeling yeah. much more stable this and... is this is the, the thing they they all do different things to different people there's no exactly. kind of set thing and, and 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 here's a weird thing as well that i was told that um say you're on like 50 milligrams and it's not quite hitting the spot um mm. they don't always put it up sometimes they they take it down sometimes having less of it will have more yeah. of a, a positive impact yeah. on you which seems counterintuitive Damping it down, yeah. Kind of thing. So but it's it's incredible. Well, good. I'm glad it's working for you, man. Yeah. And um, when I spoke to you in July, and you really picked me up that night, um, and you told me to ring you and remind you in August, we're really? in September. Well, Amani Capola album. Oh yes, I know exactly who you are. Um, we okay. We've had to put it back until October because my mate Glenn, who who kind of does is the brains of the organisation, um, is moving offices. Can so? Can <laughs> you want to email you again? <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Could, would you mind? Because we have, I thought we were going to get them middle of September. I think we're going to get them early October now. In fact, hang on a second, Glenn. Let, let me see what Glenn's last Glenn's last tweet uh, text about this was. Um, um, uh, the, the okay. Um, uh, I had a sample on another scene. 
We will receive stock of the CD in 14 days. When did he send that? How do I find out when he sent that? OK, we're going to release it. Oh, I don't know. Send me another email at the end of the month, because I think that date has changed, and it's, it's all a bit confusing. It's not very exciting for everyone else. But, yes, Imani Coppola, unsung. It's coming out in the next few weeks, and I will send you a copy, I promise. Yeah, no, no, I'm really looking forward to it. And, yeah, just thanks for talking to me that night when I was feeling really down, and thanks for... Hang in you there, Cathy. You are precious. You, well, they <laughs> steady on. You are precious, priceless and valuable, and people love you. So hang in there. Oh, God bless you. All right, Thank take care. You. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Nigel, stay there. We'll come to you after this. It's electric. It's eclectic. It's always rule-free. It's the late-night alternative with that man, Ian Lee, <laughs> on Talk Radio. It's uh, it's been some weird, weird old show. First hour, I would say, was a little bit dry, little bit dry. I don't know what you were listening to. Mm-mm-mm. I was listening to LBC. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Just to flag up that um, on Sunday night, uh, I'm going to be doing a test live streaming of me sleeping again. Going to be live streaming on youtube.com slash Ian Lee. Performance art. Going to be streaming me sleeping. I've got a new night cam. It's a night cam. Films in the night. So it'll be like, like all black and whitey, like um, Most Haunted or something. Where did you get that? Hmm? Got it about a week ago. What do you mean? Well, I stayed in your spare room. Oh, yeah, it was set up. It was that, I didn't stream it, though. <laughs> I didn't stream it, but I am offering that on DVD. Well, it didn't do Kim Kardashian any harm. Why did you sleep naked? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, that's a question for another day. I'll, I'll put that on pay-per-view. Look at Tuppence out there. <laughs> tuppence is the word. Yeah, Tuppence is the word. Um, could say some other words, but I won't because I'm a gentleman. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks. So, but I might do that Sunday night. If I can set it... I've got my friend Simon coming this weekend. Uh, so then when he goes, I'm going to set it up. Little testing of me... Sleeping, stream it live on YouTube, and um, people can make donations, and I'll probably get a million pounds. Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't that'd it? Be good, wouldn't it? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. What have we talked about? We talked a bit more about Roxine Pallet and about how she has lost all her jobs and won't get paid the fee. They're saying seventy five thousand pounds in the papers. I suspect that that is slightly over egging the pudding. Um, uh, but it will still be £10,000. She won't get that because she's left. I don't know if she'll get some of it. I know that in, in the jungle, you got it in stages. There were three or four stages, and you didn't get the final payment, I think, until you, you got home. Um, so you got a certain payment if you just went in. You got like a third of it or a quarter of it for just going in. And I don't remember how it worked, but, but basically, if you walked, you didn't get all of it. Um, so we talked about her, and um, I still feel sorry for her. And people are calling me out. I I liked you in the jungle. You were someone to look up to. You were a hero because I was bullied, and you were bullied, and you were a hero for mental health. And now I don't. I can't trust the thing you say. And I'm thinking, first of all, I, I didn't. I didn't ask to be your hero. And if you're going off me just just because of that, you should be you should be saying you feel sorry for Ryan. You, you're condoning um, well, people crying rape when it hasn't happened. All of this stuff. That's their assumption. It is. It really is. And I've I've actually been laughing reading a lot of the replies and blocking a few people and reporting a few people um, and locking some accounts, which is always fun. 
Good evening, Nigel. Good evening, Ian. Did you you hear Mm. James Wales' show earlier on today? No, I didn't, no. There was a guy called Alex phoned up. Yes. uh, He's from Liverpool. From Liverpool. And he was phoning up um, just talking about, you know, whatever. Did you mention me? Yes, he did, did, Nigel. I thought I must be psychic. Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> he was asking after you. Yeah, wouldn't he? Yeah. Did you hear it? Yes, I did. So what did he say about me? He said, Hey, James, I've been listening to you for a while, but I've not heard Nigel. There was a lad, there was a oh, bloke I called said... Nigel from, I think he was from Maidstone. Yes, I haven't rung in his show for a long time yeah. because, I, uh, because of his wife dying, you know. Because, well, yeah. he said, he used to ring you years ago and he used to sing, Is He Still mm. About? And James Wales said, He is, and he phones Ian Lee. Yeah, but I do ring James' show uh, occasionally. But I, I, I did. I think I did about two months ago. It wasn't. It's not long ago that I rang his show. So, at what time is he on? From seven till ten. Yeah. Oh, that's okay then. I might give him a call. He's on tomorrow, is he? Yes, he will be. Oh, I, I, I might give him a call, in, uh, as he re- reminded me. Okay. Hope he doesn't mind. But the reason sometimes he doesn't like uh, hasn't got time to fit you in singing and things like that. That's why I didn't call the show. But I know. Anyway, anyway it's, I'm not in trouble, am I? No, you're not in trouble. No. What for? How are you, Catherine? You all right? I'm all right, yeah. What would you be in trouble uh, for, I Nigel? I wanted to say, well, I, I wanted to do Mum's favourite song in a minute, as I haven't done the song for a few days. Um, her favourite song, which I'm going to do at the funeral. OK. And um, I want to talk about... Um, um, I've got the day to the funeral now. Oh, brilliant. That's good. Yes, that must be brilliant. On Monday at one thirty at St Martin Cemetery. Oh, it's a good time. It's a good time um, for a funeral. Yeah, but I hope it's not raining, because... That, did you hear about the storms that are coming? No, go on. Well, I heard on the weather forecast this afternoon, Radio 1, that we've got some big storm bigger than anything coming to the UK. Bigger uh, than anything? Yeah. And was it, were they not talking about Stormzy doing a concert? Uh, pardon? Were they not talking about Stormzy doing a concert? No, He's bigger no, than anything no, right now. Forecast. OK. Forecast. But, you, uh, sure I, it wasn't, you sure it wasn't the grime forecast? I, I didn't hear it very clearly, but... Because it could have been the grime get... forecast. They do a thing on Radio 1 called the grime forecast, where they mm. forecast some of the big news in grime, and Stormzy yeah. is the biggest thing in, in the moment. Yeah, well, we'd have to wait and see, but uh, we have to wait and see, won't we? I can only take one day at a time, but... Yep. So, the film, if anyone wants to come to this in Kent, Mardin in Kent uh, Cemetery, that'll be at 1.30 on, on Monday... That's a good plug there, isn't it? That is a great old plug. So, but I'm going to advertise it on Facebook just in case some of the people that I know that live in the London area might want to come along. Okay. And I'm going to try and sing sing for her as well. That will be absolutely and, lovely. Uh, the other thing I've got to do is um, she could, she's going to be buried with no clothes on at the moment. Um... So, yeah, so what I've got to do is find a pair of trousers and top uh, which came back from before uh, after from the hospital and take them back to the uh, p- funeral parlour so she can be dressed before she's buried yes because i don't want to be- <laughs> i don't want her buried naked without any clothes no that that would be when she meets saint mm. peter mm. at the pearly gates he doesn't mm. want to see her pearly gates she's got to be dressed <laughs> smart hasn't she well, I thought it appropriate to get her dressed nicely before she's buried, and it, I'd feel better for that, because, you, yes. you know, they only put you in a nightgown in the hospital, don't yep, they? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, she, they, took, and they, they brought all their clothes back from... Well, I, yeah, somebody brought all their clothes back from the hospital, and, of course, she's got no clothes in, in the fridge. No clothes in the fridge? 
Oh, for moths. She's been in the fridge. Oh, yeah. she's been in the fridge, right. A month, you know, they, how they keep them in the yeah. fridge for a month. Yes, they do, don't they? So, um, tomorrow, or, or, the, or, the, or the funeral parlour, I've got to take some clothes, and you know, that's the next okay. thing to do before right. Monday. It's good to have things to do, good to keep busy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, this song that I want to do is, it was her favourite one, the Carrie okay. Fergus one, you, you didn't think was very lively, oh, but it was not... her favourite number. Okay, well, let's, I'll tell you what, let's, let's make this the last time we sing this one, because I Oh, think... yes, of course, but I... I'm going to learn the Miley Cyrus new one, if do I Do that, because, okay, because this one mm-hmm. kind of, you know, with, with great oh, respect one, to your mum, kills uh, the... This one kills the vibe of the show a little bit. Yeah, but every, people do like this song because I don't think they. I don't oh. think I don't. I'm not, I don't want to get in an argument with you about your mum's favourite, your dead mum's favourite song. Mm. But I don't think many people like this song, and it does kill the vibe of well, my radio of okay. my radio would, show. Would you rather me sing the Miley one? Then? Yes, so wh- which Miley one? I can put it on in a few seconds. The, uh, the one I miss you, that one. We've, well, again, I feel we've kind of had that yeah. one. Yeah, or I've got this one ready now. Anyway, the the uh, the K Fergus oh, one's oh, ready okay. to use. Uh, well, one more thing I wanted to ask you, Ian is. Are you going to the Radio 1 show on Sunday? The what, sorry? Radio 1 show in the park, Party in the Park Sunday. I... With, with, uh, Kylie's going to be there. I think I, I think I would rather eat my own eyeballs. Well, uh, I'm, I was thinking about going, but there's no trains running on a Sunday. That's the trouble. What do, got... the, what do you mean there's no trains running on a Sunday? Not on a Sunday. Not from where I live. Oh, well. You just have to listen to it on the wireless. Well, I was I wanted to get up and sing. I was going to email Kylie and see if I can get up on the stage for a <laughs> I've got Kylie's email address. Could you do it for me? Um, I can tell you her email address and you well, could... Like my, my email part isn't working on my laptop. Uh, I can't email Well, if people. anyone does want to... Um, could you do it later on for me? If anyone wants to email Kylie Minoka, email address is Kylie... Nigel from Maystone would like to come okay. on stage and sing with her. Her email address is Kylie Minogue for at mm. yahoo.co.uk. And I'll get a taxi. If, if she said yes, I'll get a taxi. I've okay. got enough money for a taxi. I've got a feeling she, that she's not going to say yes. <laughs> but you never know. You, uh, you do. But I know they plan everything. Everything's synchronised, isn't it? They synchronise everything. Inc- you know, and the security's the, quite tough so, as well. Yeah, security's uh, so I'll bash on tonight. with this number, then. Please do. Um, th- this is especially for my mum, Audrey Margaret Reader. And, of course, the lady came round this morning, wanted to know what I want on the headstone. I said to you yesterday, a headstone's being done, didn't I? Yes. And uh, it's got to be um, to, to um, Audrey Margaret Reader, yep. which is her full name. Make sure they spell it all right. Well, she wrote it down the, this morning, the lady that's going to pass okay. it on to the funeral parlour. So I had to go all through that. It wasn't very nice. And... Um, for the headstone, and uh, now now I've got to find a blinking clothes for her. Yeah. Okay. But it's it's keeping me busy anyway. Yeah. Here we go, then. Carrie Car- Fergus. I hope you enjoy it. Well, uh, I, I won't, because I don't really like uh, the song. Okay, here we go. But, uh, okay, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> this is... I don't want to... Bloody awful. Was she Irish? Turn it down, Sam, turn it down, because it's over-modding. It sounds, um... It's just really, really bad. Shad a pony. Shad a pony. For my 
I mean, I don't want to appear insensitive, but, but we really... We're really giving... The show is being held... Turn it down the fraction more, please, Sam. The, the, I don't want to appear insensitive, but I will do. The show is being held hostage by Nigel's grief and his desire to perform with Kylie. And that is... And I understand him. They're words I didn't ever expect to hear together. And I under, of course I understand his grief. And a couple of people suggested maybe that he's crying was fake. Oh, and I don't it, think so. No, I don't think so. And the thing you, one has to remember with people like Nigel is that their r- responses to grief, their responses to any situation, uh, and is, is, is perhaps different to others, and also they can flick between emotions very, very quickly. It can be happy and la- laughing one minute, tears the next, then ten seconds later they're talking, you know, so not at all. But I do worry... That the show is 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 being held hostage to uh, Nigel's grief, and um, you know, I, I, what, what do we, uh, you know? I don't I, I I don't want the guy to be on his own, but also I, I kind of would like to still have a job. Mm. You know, it's getting that balance. Uh, and Carrick Fergus is a really really crappy song. It's an awful song, and I. I, I Singing his heart out. It's just a buzzkill. Buzzkill. It's a funeral Monday. <laughs> don't. Because it won't. Then we'll... Oh, I don't know. Dear listener, is this me being really insensitive? Or is it me, you know, I, I feel that we're very generous. Anyway, what have you seen? Carol says, I also wish he was in Carrick Fergus. With their internet connection. <laughs> Carol. Oh, Carol. But yeah. Oh, we're nearly done. Turn it, whack it up, Sam, because. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no! I was in Carrickfergus. Did Ryan Air fly to Carrickfergus? <laughs> A fanny. Back and back and back and back and back in. I thought he was finishing. Jesus. That is. Thank you. That is a terrible song, man. I'm trying to make it a bit different. No, it's a terrible. You were too loud. We couldn't really hear you very well. It was too loud. Oh. But never mind. We got the I, we got the vibe. We got the vibe. I know you tried your best. We got the vibe. All right, Nigel. Thanks. So I'll, I'll try to find something different next time. <laughs> yeah, I think I think so, man. A poppy one, a, pop, a poppy sort of thing. Yeah, well, oh, it's no, the com- Whitney Houston ones are good, aren't they? The, the what? The Whitney Houston ones are good. The Whitney Houston ones are excellent. I look, and short. Yeah. I look forward to and hearing a, a very brief Whitney Houston. What did you think of my my impression of Miley Cyrus? So some different notes. The, the Miley Cyrus. Did, I don't think it worked. But it, but it sounded that it was that sort of style, wasn't it? No, I, yeah, okay, whatever. I, yeah, sure. Yeah, you see what I mean, don't you? Kind of. Okay, That's Nigel. Kind of different keys. Thanks for calling. Thanks, Ian. Bye. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. God give me strength. Experience the unconventional, the unpredictable, and the completely unorthodox with rule-free Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio. 
Here we go. Here's, here's, here's the Twitter response to this. Stacey, and these are all good people that have replied. Yeah. These aren't the trolls. These are good people. Stacey says, music and talking to you are probably the only things getting Nigel through his grief at the moment. Five minutes a day on the show isn't going to do any harm. The show is still just as fab, believe me. All right, that's good. Then Kazkari says, I had a feeling it would come to this with Nigel. There's only so much you can give. I do think you've been as kind as you can be and others are supporting him too. Dan says, it's been three or four weeks now, isn't it? I know it sounds awful, but the last couple of calls have sounded like he may be playing up to it no, to get his songs on. I, don't I like Nigel, it. but it's getting a bit iffy right now. I don't believe it. I don't believe Nigel is a complicated enough person no. to do that. Uh, Lord Guardian Hawk says, couldn't really hear Nigel properly. Can you get him to sing it again? No! Although I was tempted to ask him. And Graham says, I don't think you're being insensitive about Nigel whatsoever. Completely understand what you say. You've been incredibly compassionate and empathetic when the majority wouldn't have. But like you say, it's your show and you've got to find that balance. Um, and Vicky says, I love Nigel. <laughs> I think we cut him some slack for I a think, bit. I think we change our phone number and don't tell him. How complicated would that be? We'll, we'll, we'll speak to BT tomorrow. Good evening, Angela! Hi, Oh, at last, a sensible caller with their feet grounded in reality. Hello, Angela. Hello. Uh, I'm oh, sorry I haven't been on for a while, but I've been rather busy. We've been rather oh, busy. What have you been um, What have you been doing? Like Ringo Starr when he said he couldn't sign autographs anymore. I've, I've got too much to do. That's what he said. I've got too much to do. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, I've, I've, I've had some rough times, but I've got me... I've got my own YouTube channel, my paranormal one. Oh, got your, and I did. Hang on a minute. Whoa, whoa, You've whoa. Rewind. Yeah. How do I find your paranormal YouTube channel, Angela? Well, it's my surname. <laughs> oh, what the heck? <laughs> Everyone knows my surname. It's McCabe's M- Paranormal Activities. Paranormal <laughs> Normal Activity. This is going to be the best. Uh, are you Jesse McCabe no. with big boobs? No, that's no. my cousin. Um, he's, I'm into it. I, I'm around, if you know what I mean. What? I got quite a lot of followers. I've got. Um, I get. Um... Are you Rent-A-Fist? Oh my God! <laughs> are you? Rent-A-Fist. <laughs> no, it's a channel. Rent-A-Fist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So hang on, how are you spelling McCabe? M small C big yeah. C yeah. A B E I could put a positive yes, yeah, so I can't remember what Tony did, but um yeah. McCabe's um, paranormal activity. Oh I love this already. Yeah. Right, well it's not coming <laughs> it's not Oh here we go! Yes. McCabe's Paranormal Activities. Yes man! Right. Here we go. Oh yeah, from the UK. Um Oh well. Just film it in portrait. You filmed it in portrait, Angela! <laughs> Turn the camera around to the size and shape of your television. I've subscribed, by the way. McCabe's Paranormal Activity. It's got 23 subscribers. It's let's see. Four in a second. Let's see if we can get it up to 30 by the end of this phone call. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Paranormal lives, day to day things. And um, what we're going to do, we're going to go on our bikes. We're going to keep fit, like. Um, we're going to go across the field because that's. Quite haunted. It, what's well, happening? The field's quite haunted. There's only one <laughs> comment, right? And it's from you. Yeah. And yeah. it says, This is your comment on your own video. <laughs> and it has had no replies, which breaks my heart. Anyone about someone hacked my <laughs> phone and YouTube? Yeah. 
<laughs> anyone about, someone hacked my phone and YouTube, and that's your comment, and no one's replied to it. Oh. No, but Tony got it back for me anyway. Okay, here we go. Listen, this is what you're talking about. Uh, who, so, who's riding their bikes over in the haunted field? <laughs> me. Um, I've got a three wheeler. I took I took my ball to the three de forest because uh, I got lost there that morning, and um, I got a bad spirit through. Yep, yeah, okay. Uh, here we go. Hang on, here we go. Let's have a listen. Let's have a listen. Let's have a listen. We're going to go across the field because that's quite haunted. Um, uh, what I do, I'll video some of the sites that I want to um, actually do. I mean, I'm on my own, so. See, are you dogging? <laughs> eh? Right. Okay. So let's have a look at the other. Oh, flipping it, man. There we go. Right, okay. So this is a video called Reading Tarot Cards for Subscribers, live video. Okay, here we go. I'm a dead guy. Who's that? Oh, that's Tony. That's my technical advisor. Yeah, and um, my partner, he, he looks on the... Um, he does a laptop for me. OK. So if there's any, like, nasty comments, they just delete them. OK, right. It, now, you've got... the odd one. You've got four um, videos up. You've got, you're up to 32 subscribers, by the way. Your, oh, really? Your fourth video is, and this is the title of it, right? Yeah. Scariest Ouija board session ever recorded on YouTube. Yes! I'm in. Let's go. Here we go. Let's, let's see what happens. I'm going to jump forward about eight minutes. Here we go. Scariest Ouija board session ever recorded on a YouTube. Few people. I could name a few, but I'm not naming it on the video, but I'll, I'll name it after. Okay. Where do I have to jump for the scary bit, Angela? Well, that one, I, I don't think that was scary, but there's a You've one called there. it scariest Ouija board session Bait. ever recorded on YouTube! Clickbait. That was, that was, my, that was Tony. He keeps wording them for me, but... I'll word him um, in a minute with my it, fist. Yeah, and me. I'll fist it, and no. Red to fist. I'll listen anyway. Here we go, here we go. I'm going to put... Here we go. I can feel the... I can feel it. Oh, there you go. Rent a fist. <laughs> Yeah, when well, you put she your hand on it, it moved, it. yeah. She's hovering over the planchette. Move it back up. We just recorded that one. <laughs> can you do a Ouija board on your own? Yeah, of course you can. Um, of course yeah. you can. Of course you can. Mm, I do one for on. you, if you like. You, you never worked when it was just me. I always had to have our uh, Martin there. Okay. Well, you've got... Um, <laughs> You've got now. This is very exciting. You've got. You've got fifty-four subscribers. I'll have to do a few readings, for everyone. You'll have to do a few readings. Uh, if you're around, Ian, yes. next week, I'll do you guys one. I could. Um, Tony said, "Why don't you ring you, you up to yeah. see if you'd like to get involved?" Yeah, I'd love to get involved. When? When? Oh, she where? reads tarot cards. Look. Oh man. Uh, um, when and where? Um, probably next, because Tony's off work for two weeks, so probably next Monday or something. Beautiful. Let's do it, baby. Oh, thank you. I just wanted something for myself, because um, I, I dedicated the one tonight because uh, I wanted a closure for Jim, and I thought I had to get out in the fresh air and everything. <laughs> and it's been a night opener. Well, I, I don't know what you said then because um, I kind of switched off a bit. But I appreciate that, Angela. Let's do. Let's do. Um, let's do it. Let's do it 
on Monday. All right, then. All right, brilliant. Okay, then. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Did I hit this break? Let's hit it now. The Late Night Alternative with that man, Ian Lee. There's no strangers here, just friends you haven't stalked on Facebook yet. Have never sent my picture to anyone who didn't request it. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yes. Mm. So um, Angela's channel is McCabe's Paranormal Activities. And we were just watching scariest Ouija board session ever recorded on YouTube. And I've just seen the description beneath it says, don't watch if easily scared or easily bored. (laughs) (laughs) Or operating heavy machinery. 62, 63 subscribers. Come on, man. I can't wait for the next instalment. Oh, man, I love it. By the way, I heard this amazing documentary on Radio 4 today. I'm just speaking to Audrey Gillen, who's the, the... um, a journalist, presenter, I don't know what you, how you would describe it. It's a journalist, it says in a bio, so I'll call her that. Who, um, who was part of the team that made it. It was incredible. And I didn't realise, I think it was part four in four. So I'm going to go and listen to the rest. Um, and it's called um, The Life of Tara. That was it. And it was about this homeless woman living in Scotland, I think she was. Um, uh, it was an alcoholic... And and I missed kind of the beginning of how the, the Audrey Gillen, the, the journalist, kind of got in touch with her. But she, I think they'd met, un, interviewed for something else. And she found her story so fascinating that she kind of made a documentary about her. It was incredible. First of all, th- th- this poor woman, Tara, I think she was, f- she was either 47 or 49, but sounded like in her 60s. You know, she'd she'd had a tough old life. And here was the twist. She'd had three kids and hadn't seen her kids for years. Didn't know where they were. Didn't know what they were up to. Um, and um, something had obviously happened. Now, I missed a little couple of bits and pieces because I was getting out of the car and I, I need to listen to the other the other episodes. But um, it, it, it was incredible. Um, Audrey Gillen. I'd never, I'd not heard of her before. She was an amazing presenter, just doing that thing of just asking the right amount of questions. And th- this, this Tara had a friend with her who would occasionally get very aggressive uh, when they were asking her questions. And Audrey dealt with it wonderfully. I think his name was Len or Les. He's like, Les, come on now, just, just, just calm down. We're just speaking to Tara. And it was, a, I tell you, what was really good. I tell you what, I knew I was going to like it. it. Was really early on, right near the beginning. Audrey said to Tara, now, you're not drunk now, are you? No. And you're happy with us talking to you about your life? Yeah. And I just thought, that's brilliant. Just having that little bit of consent in there so that anyone listening would would know it was not necessarily... Exploitative. I think those things can sometimes be exploitative. Mm. Um, And it can be, look at us in our posh media world, um, looking at these poor unfortunates. And I just thought the fact that that was in there... So it was a real nice, classy touch of humanity. And Audrey and, and um, Tara obviously had a great relationship, an interesting relationship. And she tweeted, actually, that she was listening to it going out today with Tara. Um, anyway, it was great. It's, it's on the BBC iPlayer. I tweeted it earlier on, and I will tweet it again. Um, and, it, and I've just invited Audrey on. I said, look, I don't, know if it's, I don't know if it's appropriate for you to come on talk radio and talk about this, but I know that a lot of my listeners would dig it. And I think it was brilliant anyway. So she's going to um, talk to the people that made it. 
and then hopefully come on later in the week and um, have a chat about it. Really interesting. Mm And I said in one of the tweets that radio for me is all about stories. It's all about stories. Um, And this was an incredible, incredible story told in a really, really powerful way. Life of Tara. If you go to BBC Radio iPlayer, Radio 4, uh, you'll find it. It's great. Great. And I know that a lot of you will dig it. It's um, really, really cool stuff. Oh, three. Really cool stuff. Shut up, old man. (laughs) All right. 0344-499-1000. Student 19 finds £1,000 inside pair of trainers she bought on eBay, so sent the cash back to the owner within 25 minutes. So good. Let's see how much reward she got. I would say 50 quid. I would say 50 quid is a decent reward there. Let's see. Manchester student Ella Gilman, 19, found the money inside her new trainers. She contacted the eBay seller Laura Hazeldean in Brighton to let her know. Within 30 minutes, the £1,000 was returned via bank transfer to Laura. A student... They they put these bullet points at the top, and that's the story. But now we've got to read the story again. 03444991000. By the way, a student who found £1,000 inside a pair of trainers she bought on eBay stunned the seller by returning the cash within half an hour. Student Ella Gilman, 19, was shocked when she found the cash stuffed in an envelope in one of the shoes. Straight away, honest Ella, who studies at Manchester Metropolitan University, got in touch with the woman she bought the trainers from 260 miles away in Brighton, East Sussex. Well, the distance is irrelevant because it was all done electronically, so she was a keyboard's <laughs> length away. Yeah. Previous owner, Laura Hazeldean, was stunned when Ella contacted her to let her know she'd made the mistake. Um, Oh, I can see why um, the the mail's gone with this story, because she's an attractive young lady. Uh Uh-huh. After requesting her bank details, Ella paid the cash into her bank 25 minutes later. Laura said she wanted to publicly thank her and added the kind deed has restored her faith in humanity. Laura had saved the cash but didn't get round saved but didn't get round to putting it in the bank after her local branch closed. Instead, she hid it in her house for safekeeping, then forgot where she left it. Yes, man, come on. I'm always doing that. It's the same as remembering passwords. I forget so many passwords that I have to do variations of them. So now I have kind of four main passwords, but then I also have variations of them. Like sometimes the first letter is um, capitalised and sometimes it's not. Sometimes the um, I'll put uh, at the end, I'll put an exclamation mark. Sometimes I won't. Uh, but but it, it, all these different variations, it's a nightmare. But I'd be the same with this money. Where does I put it? Where yeah. put it? I'm always putting things in safe places and um, not finding them for months. You're like a squirrel hiding your nuts. I am. Um, it's a nice bubble bath I've put somewhere and I couldn't find it today and I don't know whether I've given it away or hidden it. I think I've things, hidden it. Because the kids will only spla- like, do oh, marvellous medicine with it. You can't let them have the good bubble bath. Not a chance. Things took an interesting turn when she decided to... There's all these pop-up ads on this mail website and also a load of horrible stories. Things took an interesting turn when she decided to sell a pair of her teenage daughter's trainers and sent the footwear and money to Ella in Manchester. Laura said, I hid the money in the house and I was convinced I'd lost it. She had the money in my account within 25 minutes of speaking to me. I am blown away. It means so much to me more to me than just returning the money. I refund, refunded her the money for the trainers. 
and I'm sending her some vouchers too. I refunded her the money for the trainers and I'm sending her some vouchers too. Well, you're assuming that that's not a lot of money to her. I want to figure out a way to thank her and I'm hoping there's a festival or restaurant which will be able to do something nice for her. Oh. I refunded her the money for the trainers and I'm sending her some vouchers too. I want to figure out a way to thank her and I'm hoping there's a festival or restaurant which will be able to do something nice for her. I gave her the money back for the shoes that she bought from me on eBay, so probably possibly not that expensive, and I gave her some vouchers, and now I'm hoping that an independent business will give her some stuff for free on my behalf. But I'm pretty sure this um, person didn't expect anything back. That's not why you do it, is it? This rewards thing is new to me, you know. Tesco club card, isn't it? No, what? what I mean is, you know, when I've done... I don't expect a reward, you know, and I've given people's purses back and stuff. If I was wealthy, I'd do more for her. You got a £1,000 you didn't have! I'm going to contact her university because people should know what a genuine person she is. She's one in a million. I don't think many other people have contacted me to say they'd found a £1,000 in a trainer. She even sent me a photo of the bank receipt. Um... I'm glad I, I had... So the, Laura, uh, the other girl says... Uh, Ella says, I was glad I'd returned the money to see how grateful Laura was and how upset she was without the money. I was also really surprised that Laura refunded me the money for the shoes. I just think... you got a thousand... Here's the, here's the thinking with a reward, right? you got a thousand pounds that you'd lost. First of all, you thought you'd lost it in the house. You thought you'd lost it in the house. Then someone says, hey, you know that thousand pounds you lost in the house? I've got it. So you suddenly, you're being, basically, you're being given a £1,000 for nothing. A £1,000 you didn't have. Surely, surely, you have to make the offer of, wow, um, can I give you 50 quid? They say no. You say, please. They say no. You say, I, I, I really would like you to take the 50 quid. They say yes on the third time, or they say no on the third time. You keep the 50 quid. But she has given her a £1,000 that she didn't have. You have to go... Listen, I'm a bit broke, but 50 quid, would you please... It, you, you have to. She's hoping a local festival or that's, restaurant will do something that, for her. That's odd. Am I being 0344 Am I, I am being a little bit mean there, but I do think you have to make... I do think you have to make the offer. Am I being mean? Or, or, or am, I, am, I, am I kind of close to the mark... Here, I think you have to make the. I think the polite thing is to make the offer, and the polite thing is for the other person to say, "Hey, thanks, but no thanks." Exactly. That sh- we should go through that little bit of theatre. That time, that guy. Remember, I lost my purse in Manchester, and yep. the guy handed it in, yep. and we had his details. And I rang him up to say thank you. Yep. And I also offered him a reward. He wouldn't hear of it, yes. but it was the right thing to do. Yeah, I think you, I think we have to do that little bit of theatre. You offer the reward, they say no, everyone walks away happy. Or if you offer the reward and they say yes, well then that's fine because you've still got 950 quid that you didn't have, you know, 25 minutes before. 0344 499 1000. What do you think? This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 
listener, the late night alternative with Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, weeknights from ten. You can listen on DAB, download the Talk Radio app, or go to talkradio.co.uk. Don't forget as well, we do a daily podcast. Uh, there is a best of where the whole show is condensed into about thirty minutes. And if we have a good guest, we put the guest up as well as a separate thing. Uh, what have we been talking about tonight? Rewards? Giving back a thousand quid and getting nothing back in return? That just that smacks us. Um, I think you've got, you've got to make the offer of giving a few quid back. Um, we've talked about uh, Big Brother's Roxanne um, and all kinds of bits. What else have we talked? We've done two hours, not just on those two things, surely. Oh, we've done like heart attacks, antidepressants, all that stuff as well. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, three. The switchboard is empty for the first time this night. It's been very busy tonight, so we've got we've got nobody lined up. So if you would like to give us a call, now is the perfect time to do it. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. <laughs> This man, this sounds outrageous. A mother of two had a tear gland removed instead of a brain tumour by a bungling surgeon who was under investigation. A tear gland? Do you have one tear gland per eye? I guess. No, you've got tear duct per eye, haven't you? Tear gland will be different. Well, what's a tear gland? The gland will be the thing that stimulates the emission. I think you're wrong on this. I think you're wrong on this. We, uh, uh, so you're saying you have more than one tear gland per eye? Or you have a tear gland for both eyes? Um, I'm no, not it sure, but... had had a tear gland removed instead I, of I the think, tear gland. Well, to me, that suggests there's more than one. Yeah. But a tear duct is different from a tear gland, surely. The duct is just like the thing okay. that squeezes it out. I know you're trying to make light of this. I'm not. But this woman can't cry in at least one eye. This is. Um, and you're you're doing fart jokes. I'm not. That was medicine 101. <laughs> Professor Sam El Jamel allegedly injured patients through botched surgeries, but was allowed to continue operating. It was claimed the former clinical lead of neurosurgery at NHS Tayside was found to be harming patients by an internal investigation. Uh, Here we go. Look, your tear gland is oh, above on, your hang eyelids. On, let me, hang on. Let me read the story and let's see where it gets to. Hang on. Uh, the mistreatment took place during crucial brain and spinal surgeries, and in some cases he told patients of successful operations that never took place. This guy's incredible. But um, NHS Tayside was first warned of the bungled surgeries in June 2013 and said it took immediate action. But one month later, El Jamel removed patient Jules Rose's entire tear gland instead of a brain tumour. She said, I remember he had a big smile on his face, and he said 99% removed. <gasps> she later found her tumour was intact, and he had removed her healthy tear gland, gland, which meant she went under his knife for a second operation. OK, go on. So where, what is the tear so gland? So the tear gland is like a little slab of stuff, 
over the top of your eyeball. So you got one so over behind, each eye. Yeah, look, I'll show you a picture. Okay, on the outer side of the eye. Yeah. Well, then what does that do? Is that, is that like a sponge? And then when you get upset, it, it squeezes itself and when water comes out. I can tell you. You can't tell me because you you're Googling it, no, no. not because you know. They continuously supply the fluid that goes over your eyeballs. From where? From top. From where? Where, where, is, the, where is it stored? Have they got like a little pump? Because everyone knows if you've got um, the really good water pistols, you go, nts, 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 and then you've got to go and fill it up again. Where are they filling well, it up from? But it's continually squirting out. From where? From the gland. From where is the water, though? Where is the water stored? In the gland? Impossible. The gland is tiny. So where is the water? From out your brain? I doubt it. Maybe some of it is, because you get a headache if you cry a lot, don't you? From your nose and that. Well, again... That's not written on the um, thing no. here, on mayoclinic.org. Um, Excess fluid drains through the tear ducts into the nose. The, the, the details revealed last night in the BBC One Scotland programme, Harmed by My Surgeon. The programme also claims El Jamel was performing spinal surgery incorrectly which led to patients having procedures on the wrong part of the spine. Could you just, sorry, could you turn the air conditioning on? Because what it does now is it turns itself off and it'll be up to 33 up there. You mark my words, just press that top right button. Oof. There we go, thank you. Um, right, so NHS Tayside report states, El Jamel would manually manipulate and count the spinal bones without using an X-ray. He also taught junior surgeons to operate in this way, and they too harmed patients. Wow. So not only was he lousy surgeon, he was teaching people about it. 0344-499-1000. Good evening, Rory. Hello, Ian. Hello, Rory. How's uh, uh, on the rask? How you are? I'm all right, my wee friend from Ireland. I'm all uh, right there. The Lord Jesus Christ protect you. And Lord you. Jesus Christ, uh, the Pope is coming and you're cleaning your bloody ears out. <laughs> With what? With bloody, the Bible the soap. Oh, Bible soap. No Bible soap. Only available in Northern Ireland. Oh, I have your anus soap. I have some Uranus soap. I've never opened it. You have my anus soap? Good. Well, I've been looking for that. I thought I'd lost it in the move. I, thought, I must have sent it in that pair of shoes I sent you. Oh, yeah. Anus soap. That would be perfect. Mm. Uh, mm. Yeah. I thought it was okay that she gave her back the, the eBay money, though. She didn't have to make a whole thing. Well, we don't know how much those shoes cost. They may have been like a fiver. Mm. They may have been like a fiver. They may have been 200 quid. We don't know. Yeah. Maybe she's been persuaded by the meal to do the other thing, though, to do the sponsorship thing with the festival or whatever it is. Mm, I wonder how... You never know with the meal. Um, okay, well, I wonder how we can find out how much those shoes cost. That's what, that's what we need to know. That's the next step of yeah, this investigation. You used to be able to do that. Remember the time Sherry Blair bought stuff on eBay and everyone could look and see what she had bought for... B&B and stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 they can't now. The blooming um, security, they've they've (laughs) cracked down on it. (laughs) Yeah. Outrageous behaviour. Anyway, what you got for us, Rory? When you were talking to the blokes last night who put their photograph in the McDonald's... Oh, they were good, weren't they? They were amazing, because I used to do things like that when I was a kid. Um, I wish I'd extended it into adulthood as well, but I didn't. Um, but I was waiting for you to ask the question, oh. how did they manage to do it? Because it was this big, massive oh. thing. 
Oh, sugar, I forgot to ask the most important question <laughs> of the interview. Thanks for highlighting my interview weaknesses. I'm sorry. I balls that one up. Yeah. Oh, you need to talk to Stephen Nolan, hey? Stephen Nolan. It was Stephen Nolan's a weirdo. Do you remember when we met him at the Arias last year, right? Backstage at the Arias when we won an award for best whatever, best show ever. I don't know what it is. And uh, Stephen Nolan was backstage because he'd just won the award previously. And it's kind of like a cattle market. You go out and you, you get pictures, 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 and you move around. And Stephen Nolan came up to me and said, Ian, we've got a lot in common. Or he said something like this. Ian, we've got a lot in common. I've been through a lot of the things you are. You should, we should have a chat. Why don't you drop me a line and we'll have a chat. And I was like, all right. So he was following me on Twitter. So I DM'd him. And then I DM'd him again a few days later, and then a week later I saw that he'd unfollowed me. Mm. Now that's weird, isn't it? That is, that is a bit odd, yeah. I think that's, mm, I don't know, uh, I could tell you lots of things about Stephen Nolan. I, I've never met him, but other people told me things. Yeah, about I've, uh, let me see, let me see. He's not following me. Oh. That's showbiz though, isn't it? But, but why that's would you even, that's... but then why would you say... Get in touch with me. Why not just just not say anything? People I don't want to talk to, I don't say to them, hey, get in touch with me, then, then unfollow them on Twitter. I just don't speak to them if I'm in the same room as them. It might have been something to do with that it was with the fact that it was backstage in an awards programme. Yeah, but there were other people backstage I didn't speak to. I didn't speak to them. Anyway, anyway, he's a, he's a, he's a great broadcaster. I'm a big fan of his work. And, yeah. um, you know, whatever. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Are we done? Yeah, I think All so. right. Thanks very much for calling, okay. Rory. Oh, 344 499 is the telephone number. Um, Did you hear about the bloke who had a spider in his ear? Uh, sounds like a joke's not. Um, let me... Um, d- d- yes, I did. Say it, say it again. Okay. Don't no, say the... Th- did you hear about the man who had a spider in his ear? Yeah. He, um, he couldn't surf the web. He couldn't hear the web. He could hear the... He could only hear the web... He could only make trunk calls. Huh? That's an elephant in the ear. He, um... Oh, yeah, go on, do it. I've got it. I've got it. Do it. Come Is that in. you or me? That's me. Go on, do it. <laughs> Did you hear about the bloke who had a spider in his ear? Yeah, he was caught fly-tipping. Okay. Let's get in there. Let's yeah, get in there. something there. It's yeah. that, but it's not that. Let's get in there. No, this is true. Okay. A spider makes home in a man's ear and even spins a web. Wowzers. Yeah, Spins fact. a web, eight feet high. Gruesome footage shows a spider wriggling around inside a pensioner's ear. Oh, dirty old man with a spider in his ear. Now his wife is gone. He cannot hear God a spider. Now his wife is no more. He crawled inside and spun a web. Span a web? Spun a web. Span a web. Span. My favourite Neil Diamond. I'm really going through a bit of a Neil Diamond phase at the moment. And um, what's the song? The song. Uh, this is a great song. We'll come back. Come back to the story in a second, right? Because we haven't got any calls, and we've got to stretch this stuff out for as long as we can. So, listen to this. This is a great song, right? Beautiful lyrics. Um, but see if you can spot the word that um, this is called. Play me. This is low. That's too low quality. It's too low quality. We're gonna go live. Here we go. You've got, you've got, see if you can spot Neil Diamond's made up a word, right? But it, it sounds like a proper word. and um, But he's made it up. Here we go. Here we go. Neil Diamond. A great song. Do you know the song Play Me? 
No. Oh, it's romantic. That's sex. That's shagging. <laughs> How romantic. Shout when you think you hear the word he's made up. First line, she was morning, I was nighttime. Oh. So many people back here. Oh. It's true, though. There are a lot. Did you actually pay for these seats? Just get to the song, Neil. It's walking very gingerly along the balustrade. She was morning. I was nighttime. I one day woke up to find her lying beside my bed. She could get in. Too small. Shut up. I softly said. Here we go. Come take me. Come take me. Right. Like, there's a lady. Let's just, 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 just for a second. So he's, he's, he's asleep in bed. He wakes up. There's a lady on the floor. He's like, what is going on here? <laughs> Come take me. Dirty cat. For I've been lonely in need of someone. So I've done someone wrong somewhere. But I don't know where. Great song. I don't know when. Come lately. Yeah, here we go. You are the sun, I am the moon. You are the words, I am the tune. Play me. <laughs> yes! I do know this song. It's a great song, and they keep listening for the made-up words. A song she sang to me. A song she prang to me. Pranked. Pranked? No, it doesn't say pranged. Song she sang to me. A song she sang to me. Song she pranged to me. No, sorry, sorry, Neil. I'm going to stop you there. What? And what word have you spotted? <laughs> she pranged to me. Prang. Song she sang to me. Song she pranged to me. <laughs> that is a great line. And it, who stuff, she writ? Load of. It's such a... It's one of the most romantic lines. A song she sang to me. A song she prayed to me. Yeah. It's... Right, and apparently he spent ages, like... Because he's lyrics, you know. This is when he was going through his kind of heavy phase. He spent ages writing it, ages writing it, and he recorded it, and no one said anything. Then it got played on the radio, and someone went, yeah, but I don't think brang's a real word. Is brang... Because it sounds... Kind of sounds real. I expect he took that really well. Do you remember when you brang me that thing the other day? <laughs> it kind of, it kind of works. But no, I've got a friend who mixes up brought and bought. Oh, that happens all the time. What's the one? Um, um, ocean. Hmm? There's a word. Uh, what's the word that people confuse when they say ocean instead? What's the word? Bought and brought, of course. Mm-hmm. He's been doing it for years. It drives me nuts, but I've never said anything and I can't now. Oh, no, 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 no not ocean. Could you be a bit more Pacific? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and also, when people <laughs> laugh, I go, <laughs> I'm just laughing at their pronunciation. Don't you laugh. It's pronunciation, you muppet. Hate that one. 
Did we do the quarter past break? Did we not? Brang it. <laughs> Set free your mind. Let your fancy take flight. Conversation gets curiouser by the glow of moonlight. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 03 44 499 1000. The Late Night Alternative, Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle. Paul Ross will be in at one. Let's go to Richard. Good evening, Richard. Morning. You all right? Yep. Yeah, cool. Uh, going to hospital tomorrow. Get you... some uh, tablets to help me see again. Sorry, say that again. Going to, going to get some tablets to help me see again. The hospital are going to give you tablets to help you see again? Yeah, it's uh, by Debenon. It's, it's supposed to be uh, wow. my eye condition. That sounds... Am- so what's, ro- what's wrong with your eyes then, Richard? Got, uh, Leibniz, Reg, Optic Neuropathy. Oh, I don't know what that means. No, it's, it's the optic nerve. Okay. Like the battery stopped working, the optic nerve. Oh, and so what? So they they can cure that with tablets. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah I know. It's, 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 I tried to get them a few years ago, about a year ago. Yeah. But they won't give me them. Oh. It was on red on the uh, nice thing. Okay. So I think it's gone to uh, amber now. Oh, so red meaning it's too. It's not cost effective. It's too yeah, yeah. too too expensive. Enough. Isn't that it's funny? That they can, that, that someone's, you know, life can hang in the balance on the cost. So yeah, how yeah. how bad are your eyes, Richard? What can't you do? Just blurred. Just blurred. It's all blurred. Blurred. Like bright lights in your eyes and everything's blurred. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, hopefully they're giving me tomorrow, but... You can't get on the internet, but then, then Yeah, then. you've got to be very careful yeah, yeah, yeah. by medicines online. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube about it. Okay, about it. and so you have to stay in the hospital overnight, or do they just give yeah, you... you... Get the tablets and take them. Flip. And how long? How quickly do they think it will make your eyes better? It takes about two weeks thing, but you have to keep taking the rest of your life. Isn't that incredible? Yep. Uh, how are you feeling about it? You excited? You nervous? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm excited. Good man. Good. Well, I, 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 that's an amazing bit of news, Richard. I wish you the best of luck with that. Yeah. Cheers. Can I ask a question, Richard? Yep. What's the first thing you're planning to have a good look at? Oh, come on now. Um, probably girlfriend. <laughs> Yay! Check out. Well, if I were you, Richard, uh, even when your eyes are better, I'd still do that. I can't see properly. Can I feel you? Oh, You've come still on. still got to do a bit of that, and you? <laughs> uh, mate, listen, Richard, would you give us a call in a couple of weeks and let us yeah, know yeah, how yeah, it's yeah, going? That'd be, that'd be wicked. Give me that's all. Say that again, Richard. Fingers crossed that they give me it. Yeah, well, uh, let, well, let us know. If you can, give us a call tomorrow night and let us know how you get on, won't you? Right, we will we'll wish you the best of luck. Right, thank you. Thank you, mate. Ta-ta. There we go. Look at that. His life is potentially going to change tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny, though? And I get why nice does it. I get, you get, you know, the, the, but the fact that someone's... Literally, in some instances, someone's life can hang on the decision as to whether this organisation thinks the drugs are cost-effective or not. And, and it's they didn't a tick think, box thing. Yeah, and they didn't think it was cost-effective for him a year ago. And now, what, they, the price has gone down, I guess? They think it's cost-effective, so he gets to take it a year later. I mean, it's... It, it, uh, you, you, OK, you can kind of understand it, but if it was your mum or your son or you, you'd be going, come on, man. I think sometimes they do it so that you consider paying for it yourself. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. I can understand that. But it's a little bit um 
stinky. Anyway, that bloke who's um, who had a spider in his ear. Oh yeah. Oh sorry. Yeah, that was Neil. Neil Diamond had a spider in his ear. That was the story we were doing. I've got, I'm so glad. So Neil Diamond. This is why he's retired from touring. He had a spider in his ear because his wife had died. No. Uh, no. The one I'm reading about oh, is a man in his sixties in China. Oh, he's a Chinese uh, fellow, is he? Right. And I was thinking, man in so his sixties right. with a spider in his ear. I know a lot of men in his 60s and the spider wouldn't be able to get in because of the old uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. fuzz. But yeah. apparently this guy... Maybe he used a, an ear trimmer. Maybe. Or maybe he has a Turkish barber because they burn. Yeah, don't they singe it off? They singe it off. I've never had it done. Uh, but I would certainly be up for the experience Try. of having my ear set alight. Okay, thank you. I see what you're doing there. That's just, that's the man in his 60s had gone to the doctor complaining about discomfort when he tried to sleep and said he could hear noises like something was beating a drum. Ear, nose and throat specialist Sue Shulin shared footage of the moment he found a bean-sized spider about two inches deep in his ear during an endoscope. The medic from Dalian Central Hospital in northeastern China said the man was complaining about a possible insect in his head, so he had a clue. The unnamed patient told him, I felt discomfort in my ear while sleeping last night, but tried to ignore it. The morning, this morning, the discomfort was still there. There were noises like something was beating a drum. Oi, drum is a drum spider, the old drum spider. Dr. Sweet and his neighbours and his nurses were stunned when the endoscope revealed the live spider having occupied the patient's ear canal so deep. It had also spun elaborate webs to shield itself, the footage shows. Dirty bastards. The experienced doctor eventually flushed the spider out by spraying the patient's ear canal. That was it, Incy Wincy. <laughs> Out came the sunshine. <laughs> Incy Wincy. What a little bugger that, that spider was. He will not stop going Hate in. Hate that guy. Hate that guy. He sprayed the patient's ear canal with water, later confirming that the man suffered no injuries during the arachnid occupation. Do you want to see pictures? Yeah, of course I want to see pictures. Here we go. There's a bear there with his spider in his ear. Oh, look at that. Webs. Oh, I can't really... Right, well, that yeah. guy. Yeah. Okay, there's pictures. Done web, there. web, you web. Can see him looking you, through it. Look, you web see in your ear hole. Look. That is. Oh. Told you, my mate Simon um, is coming to stay at the weekend. He's been in hospital because a spider bit him in this country. Yeah. It bit him in this country and it poisoned him, and he got really, really sick. And this was weeks ago, and he's still not feeling great. He's still very weak. I've seen pictures. Of the side of his head and yeah. the side of his face all swelled up. Didn't yeah, it? yeah, all yeah. Red. Yeah, it's an incredible spider in this country. They drew on him in pen to see whether it was spreading or not. I thought that was um, I thought that was the poison for a second. I got excited. He's bald, you see. He's bald. And I thought that was the poison. I thought that was exciting because, like, purple... You could see the purple veins on his head, but it was just pen. So kind of lost a little bit of... Did you tell him to stop moaning and yes, get back to work? Yes, I did. Poor old Simon. Yes, I did. Um... Shops rum ice cream needs booze license. <laughs> ice cream flavours that don't deserve to exist. Rum and raisin. Wrong. Huh? Wrong. Are you saying you disagree with me or are you saying it's a wrong flavour? I'm saying I disagree with you. Whoa! My granddad used to always go for rum and raisin. I remember thinking, oh, how disgusting. I'm not really crazy about ice cream, but I went somewhere mm-hmm. a couple of years ago and they had a proper old-fashioned ice cream shop, got some rum and raisin. It was bloody Next lovely. Next you saying you like brandy butter. I don't hate it. Oh, you make disgust me. All right. Tutti Frutti. Oh, Rooty. Why are you being a dick? What? I don't know that one. You don't know Tutti Frutti? No, I don't know why you're being a dick. <laughs> What's the next line to that? 
I nearly swore then. <laughs> tutti, we're doing ice cream flavours that don't deserve to exist. Mm, yeah. Tutti frutti. I don't think I've ever had it. Right, you, no, try, I'm try being start, honest. Just, we've got Phil 32 minutes, got no phone calls, trying to start a conversation. It might be boring, but at least it's it's cannon fodder and you're you're doing what you're not supposed to do in any improvisation. You're blocking me. I don't think I've had it, but every, I, all right, every, I'm going to say... When you do an improvised scene, here's the thing, here's a tip for, for actors. When you do an improvised <laughs> scene, right? Yes, and. And you're always supposed to say yes, and. You're never supposed to say no. So if someone says, you like a cup of tea? No. All right, well, that's taking my improvisation of a cup of tea away. So you'll go, uh, yeah, would you like a cup of tea? Uh, yes, I would. And could you get me? Say, yeah, sure, not a problem. Right, Boom, we've got a scene. No, because you're, you're actually... No, I'm not doing it. Not doing it. <gasps> Instead, his, um, uh, Lane has sent me um, Neil Diamond singing that song with Shirley Bassey. I'd rather hear that. So let's listen to that. Here we go. She was morning. Look at him in his red um, sequin suit. And I was nighttime. I one day woke up to find the lying beside my bed. I softly said, "Come take me." Come take me. He's, he phrases things in a very strange way. It's fascinating. Does. For I've been lonely. Very, it does very slow songs as well. Bassie's going to rip the backside out of this, yeah. isn't she? It's going to be a long time. Look at him, he stares down the camera as well, doesn't he? Lowers his head and stares at you. Gets you horny. He knows. He knows. Or have they written the words underneath? <laughs> Maybe. You are the sun, I am the moon. You are the words, I am the tune. You are the sun, I am the moon. You are the words, I am the tune. Here she comes. Play me. No, he didn't. Yeah, that's that's her downstairs hair <laughs> making that noise. Um, it's, it was the seventies, so everyone was a little bit hairier. <laughs> oh my god! Than they are now. I am the sun. Well, here's 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 the greatest. And I heard this song the other day. Um, and I thought it's a cheesy song. But I thought, flipping it, enough, brilliant, actually. Listen to this. This is Neil, Neil Diamond, Barbara Streisand, live oh. at the Grammys, oh. 1980. But listen to the Perfect. lyrics, though. This is, this is great. This really sums up the ennui and the boredom uh, that you can often feel in a long-term relationship. Listen to this. Oh, hang on a second. Here we go. Here we go. Look, Barbara.
through the door at the end of the day. Oh, it's great. I remember when. You couldn't wait to love me. You used to hate to leave me. Now, after loving me, this is great. Now, after loving me late at night, it's good for you. It's good for you, and you're feeling all right. In other words, when you're in the mood. Good for you, you're feeling all right, you just roll over and turn out the light. What a line! What a line! Listen to this. Used to be so natural. Used to be. Talk about forever. But used to be is don't count anymore, they just lay on the floor till we sweep them away. Used to bees don't count anymore. They just lay on the floor till we sweep them away. God. What a line! That is a line! I was listening to this in the car the other day for the first time in years going, flipping heck, this is incredible. There's more. And baby, I remember all the things you taught me. Learned how to laugh. I learned how to cry. I think I'd learn how to tell you goodbye. What a line, isn't it? I thought this was so cheesy for years. This is poetry. This is a middle-aged person's song. I learned how to love. I learned how to lie. You think I'd learn how to tell you goodbye. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that the most amazing song? About... It's the most amazing song about a relationship breakdown ever, right? Because it's not you cheated on me. It's not, um, I've been going through your phone and I found... It's not any of that. It's just, uh, we've kind of grown apart, haven't we? And it's... We're not really getting on, but we can't we can't say to each other we're not getting on, so we're just going through the motions. Yeah, it's not rowing and throwing things. Yeah. There's not even that amount of passion yeah. there. You'd think I could learn how to tell you goodbye. It's such a sad song. And, it, it, and as a kid, you think, oh, Jesus, that song is so... Ch-. And then he did it on his own, then she did it, then some DJ spliced it together, then they recorded it together. You think, oh, man, that's such a cheesy, crappy M.O.R. song. But now as a 45-year-old man, I guess the divorce has something to do with it, but I was listening to it in my car the other day, I was like, whoa, every line is poetry, and just summing up the, 
the boredom of being in in a relationship that isn't quite working, or the the just how it's easy just to carry on and do this stuff, and but the, every, both people have noticed that it's not the same. When it's good for you and you're feeling all right and you just roll over and turn out the light. Wow! Man, what a song! Um, Raymond! Evening, you. Good evening, Raymond. Raymond from Glasgow. Raymond, were you at our show on Sunday? Uh, no. I was going to come, but I wasn't well. Ah, oh. that Raymond. I... I think you excused yourself on Twitter, didn't you? Well, when we called the register, yes, his name was absent. But um, <laughs> we dro- we drove all night you to get away not. from you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, do, are you feeling better, Raymond? Yes, I am. Thank Good. you. Good. We're, we're glad you've perked up, mate. What can we do for you tonight? Well, it was about Turkish barbers. Uh, I was going to tell you my adventure at the Turkish barber. Oh, yeah, go oh, on, the excellent. Turkish barbers. Here we go, well, yes. Like yourself, I'd never been to one. This is about three, two or three years ago. So I went along, sat down, um, wasn't really paying attention. There was somebody in front of me. And then uh, all I heard was, oh, no, e ah, and one or two sweaty words. No, what's going on? Looked up to discover, as you said, about him setting fire to the ear. Yeah. So then when it was my turn, um, basically they do all the other stuff, and then it's got like a small reed, and they just flick it into your, your ear to get what, it. What did he say? What did he say? They flick it. You said they flick uh, it. I thought he said they ear. F it into your ear. Wow. <laughs> I get, I, Raymond, I've been doing this job for so long that whenever I hear what is a swear word, I instant, instinctively reach for the dump button, but I also tense up, and I just tensed up then, but you said no, flick. That's okay. Cool. Flick it. Yes. Flick. F-L-I-C-K. Okay, okay, right, good. Thank you. I'm glad we cleared that up. So go on, yeah. We would never swear on you. No, I know you wouldn't, Raymond. I know. Others do, though, and that's why we can't can't relax. Isn't it? Isn't it? Anyway, go on. So when it came to my turn, basically I sat there sort of rather nervously going, I'm not moving my head in case he sets fire to my hair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't want to flinch. Mm, So uh, also I would recommend the the full... uh, they show they do the Turkish massage, uh, although it does get rather violent when they cover your head with the hot towel. Uh, you know, they give you the shave and the hot towel, but they then sort of buff your your cheeks rather violently, and it's literally um, you're rocking in the chair. Yeah, I don't know. I'm that done. Uh, I don't. Do, do, does it not? Do they massage your face? Yeah, they, 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 do, they do the whole shave and they, do, they, they put the hot towel on your face and massage your face. Oh, OK. I've, uh, yeah, I've, I've only had um, a full wet shave done a couple of times. I did like it. You get very, very smooth shave. Very smooth. Say, see, when you come out of it, although it is very violent, my face is actually, I'm not the best shaver in the world, my face is actually really incredibly smooth. It's quite good in that respect. Mate, uh, here's the thing. This, we need to start a club, right? Who who taught you to shave, Raymond? Uh, my dad. Right. My, I, I didn't have anyone to... I, I think... Uh, and did he, like, teach you properly, or did he just say, here's some shaving foam, here's a razor, good luck? Or did he show you kind of which direction to go or any of that? Strangely enough... Oh, by the way, Neil Diamond was one of his famous singers, just uh, just on a, a side. Uh, strangely enough... I wanted to use an electric shaver, and then I, I, I started that myself, and then he said, oh, no, 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 you can't do that, and he showed me, you know, the wet shave. Yeah. Oh, good for, well, good for him, because the, the the electric shaver, as we all know, is crap. Mm. Yeah. 
Never gets it. But no one showed me. And so I was going against the grain and do, I didn't know what to do. My, my dad had gone at that point. So I didn't know. I didn't know how to shave. And there was this, no YouTube. There was no YouTube. So I had this real embarrassment of not being able to do it. And I'd get a terrible rash because I was going the wrong way. And oh, it was awful, Raymond. I know. Well, and I'm still not perfect at it. No. <laughs> Even I am slightly older than you, but still at times. I, I can't do it. I cannot do it. Do you still cut yourself and have to stick on bits of toilet paper? I've never... Well, like, the toilet paper thing I don't get. My dad used to always do that. But then when you take it off, you start bleeding yeah. again. The best thing, surely, is just to let it bleed out, and then you have a little well, wash. Me is then, if I go into work, people think I've been attacked by a vampire. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a, yeah, I suspect there's a bit of that. All right, uh, Raymond, I appreciate your call, man. Thank you. And I will try and get there when you're back up. We are hoping to come back to Glasgow maybe in March of next year. Oh, I'll try my best. Well, let's talk to you. Well, no, well, 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 hang on a minute. No, mate. March is a busy month. I'll let let you miss one. You miss another one, I'm going to come around and break your legs. Well, that wouldn't be difficult with my legs. All right, thank you very much indeed. I didn't hear what you said there, but... um, Wouldn't be difficult with my legs. Oh, all right. Fine, sounds like a challenge. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Lip Service for lovers, loners and lounge lizards. Well, where where exactly is your accent from? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've forgotten your name already, excuse me. On Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh, Paul Ross is up at uh, one o'clock. It's quarter to one already. Evening, Bill. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing very, very well, Bill. How are you? Well, I'm a bit, I'm a bit, um, oh. I'm a bit confused today, Go to on, say what? the least, about what happened in Barking. Well, I can't say for a fact what happened is true, but okay. on my photo, it looks like the outline of a body, and it looks like someone climbed the whole way up the 360 building, uh-huh. then managed to climb up a crane on top of that building uh-huh. and hang themselves off of the hook. Right, hang on a minute. What, what are you talking about? When did this happen? Today. But what? no no one seems to have picked it up. Right. There was at least 600 people on the street. The whole of Barking was shut for at least half an hour. And then out of the blue, the police just come up and went, actually, do you know what? You can all watch. No one's up there. But we we can see this guy kicking. Right, hang on a minute. So so, so where, when did this happen? Today, about three hours ago. We've still got the police helicopter circling it now. Right. Do, do, do you have a little look on Twitter? See what's, There's uh... nothing. I've had a look on Twitter, and it's just MPS police helicopter usually puts up that oh, we go out here we go, here we go. Job uh, when they come back. Barking station is currently a madness right now, but that was four hours ago. Yeah, and then they just literally just said, you know what, everyone can watch. See, I've got a stabbing, uh, an incident in train station two. You got what? That's the 2nd of September. That was two days ago. Yeah, Ooh. Yeah. no, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely 100% like the helicopter still flying. This is what I mean by it. It's had no attention whatsoever. Um, but I think that if the, if this is true and that man has hung himself off that thing, the police allowed people to watch that until it got dark. So did you see it? I've got a picture of it. Did, but I you, have were a picture. You, so you were there? When you zoom in on this picture, yeah, when you zoom in on this picture, it can, looks like a man's leg is, is can, up and can, the other leg is you, down and you, his hand is out. Can you email it to me? Yeah, I can, not a problem. Ian at ianlee.com. Like I said, I, I was there personally. Sorry, sorry, say that again. Ian at ianlee.com. Ian at ianlee.com. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that for you straight away. All right. And, yeah, like I said, I was just stood there and you could see something moving and then it just stopped moving and it just started swaying with the wind. Um... And now, 
all the lights are on on the crane, all the building lights are on, all like the flashing lights are on. But in my previous pictures, when the when the building was shut, no lights were on. So why for the need right, for all right, the let lights? Me, let me send out a tweet. So where so where exactly is this? It was at Barking Station this more uh, this afternoon, probably about eight nine o'clock. Okay. So about, so about eight o'clock, yeah. And where were they? So you think someone was hanging from a crane outside Barking Station? It, it looked like it. Like when when you see this picture, I'll I'll allow you to decide for yourself what you think you see. But everyone that I've showed this to has said that there's a leg sticking out backwards, one extended straight, and what looks like a hand raised. Okay. Well, how high? Okay. Well, how high? About four hundred. About four hundred and fifty foot. Well, this, this ain't no. Well, this ain't no. Yeah, but Bill, it, it's hard to see things at the top of a crane, isn't it? Yeah, no, I. Understand it's hard to make that, out what they are. You can see something if it's kicking. No matter how far oh, away it Someone, is. Someone, like, Anthony Hopkins, has just tweeted: reports coming in that a person is trapped on a crane embarking. <laughs> oh. oh. What's happening there? This is a video. That someone has um, look at that. It looks like okay. Let's have a little look. Hang on a minute. Can see. you see how clear the video is now? Can you see what I mean by you could tell if something? Hang on. Or... Hang on. It could be. It might not be. Um... Yeah, but in, like I say, it could be. It could not. Might not be. But yeah. in my picture, it has a leg. Up and one down, and what crane does that? It, 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 there's no, there's no reason for it to have that sort of shape. Well, you know, you're right. It could be a person. It could be um, the big Bloody, old hook. I, 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 could be the I, big I, old I, hooks I, that they have on there. Ten, be... No, we watched it for ten minutes. This leg kept coming up and down. Well, it could be a bit down, of machine, and then it just, it just stopped, okay. and it just swung from left to right. I, I've walked past this crane well, every how, day. Okay, it, okay. It, it looked weird. Okay, well, how would the person get... Because let's describe it. So, the top of the crane, then you've got the bit of cord, whatever it is, that comes down the from the end. The only way I could... Hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Bill, Bill, calm down, hang on. Describing it to the people that haven't seen the video, but I've just retweeted it. The, the cord or chain or whatever it is that comes down from the crane and where the hook would normally be, let's say 20 feet down from the top of the crane, there is something that looks like it could possibly be a human being. But and then how would a human being get there? Well, the only thing that we could think of is why we were discussing this out on scene is that there is a ladder in the loft, in, in the crane itself. Yeah, that's how you get you to the top of the crane. And then, so, yeah, and then you can just easily... Slide down the well, rope and onto it. I know it sounds you difficult, can't easily you it's can't doable. easily slide down the rope. I'm just having a look again. Hang on a minute. This on, on, have on. a look. At, is this live on air or not? Yeah, we're on the radio, Bill. Oh, I was going to say no. It was just weird. Well, what, do you, what do you think we're doing? We're just having a chat for for yeah, a laugh. We're having a chat to see if it was going to go. No, on we're air on the air, air you muppet. We're on the bloody air. We're on the bloody air. <laughs> Uh, Cry it out loud, Bill! Have a, have a look at the video then, and, and you tell me that these 400 people were wrong. There were some people there, I'll, I'll give you that, saying that no one's up there, but I, I see it was it was weird movement from a crane. Well, there's ambulances there, and it's hard to tell from this video. But the funniest thing, um, Ian, there was no fire engines. 
Not one fire engine. Well, they're not going to go up there with... They're going to extend the ladder and go up there, are they? No, but you'd think fire service would attend. Even one fire engine. So what are you saying? Are you... Let's get to the the meat and two veg bill. Are you saying... Um... Hang on a minute. I'm saying, right, and I I don't really want to say it. I'm saying... You're saying there's a conspiracy. They knew that they couldn't get up there... So they kind of made it look like maybe there was nothing going on until it was night time, until they had a chance to... What, shoot, shoot him down? Shoot him down? No, they haven't shot him down. They've clearly got someone to go in the crane, because now the crane's lit up. I've got a picture of the crane being lit up. And at the time where the police helicopter was parked in front of the crane, there was no lights on. So so who's come in at 12 o'clock at night and well, turn these What do you think the SAS on? have? No, I think that they've got a crane operator to cut him down. Okay, Nick has said. Nick has, Nick has, Nick has just tweeted. Listen, listen, listen. listen oh, hang on, let me just, hang on, circle. hang on, Bill, Bill, hang on. Someone's just tweeted about it. My sister posted about it, says, Nick, not sure if it's a hoax, but apparently someone hanged themselves on the crane. Again, not confirmed, just what I've read. See? It's not confirmed, but a lot of people no, seeing this, mate. Like, no, one yeah. person, yeah, but, but, but you're, do you're not, barking. But, do you you're not, telling people what they've seen Yeah, as well. you're telling people what they've seen. Do you not worry that you're getting caught up in no, the hysteria? No, a no, bit? no, I'm not telling people what they've I was stood there and everyone was saying the same thing. You said no. some people weren't. No, one one man walked past and said, I can't see anything, there's no one up there. OK, but you don't but actually... Like, but you don't know what you saw. Uh, I know what I saw. I saw a leg kick out. Okay. I know for a fact that leg kicked out. Cranes, cranes don't okay. have little black bits. Okay. I'm a construction so, worker. Okay, okay. Cranes have right. a Bill, Bill, shut up, man! For crying out loud, we're trying to get to the bottom of this. So, <laughs> shut what? Shut up! So, are you suggesting that there is some conspiracy then that is stopping this from getting into the mainstream media? Um, I have no idea what the police do around here, Bill. That, um, Ian, they let the old, they let people run around here with guns and throw acid on each other. So, well, I, the police I don't, don't let people. The, poli- the police don't let people run around and throw acid on each other. But well, you come and you come and live in Barking and Ilford for a weekend. Yeah, the and police. I'll show you that the police are scared of people right. around here. Okay, but so then why would if the police were scared of people throwing acid? Why would they then do a cover-up about a man because hanging himself know, on a crane? Because I've, I've already mentioned that. It's because they've seen so many people. So many people was watching this that even if they did close Barking Station like they did, you can see that building from the whole of Barking. That building is the biggest building in Barking. Okay, so they've covered it up. A big fifty-foot. They've covered it up for you what can't reason? Cover it up. No, but you're you saying that they have covered they it up. They didn't want people to. You know, no, because sorry, I thought you meant covered it up literally. No, they covered Jesus. it up because they didn't want people to think that there was actually a hanging there. Right, someone may, had, had may, maybe there wasn't. Maybe there wasn't a hanging there. Do you know what it looks like to me? It looks like the big massive hook bit of the crane. Yeah, but then when I send you a photo, you're going to see why is there a bit sticking out to yeah, the right? Cranes have a bit sticking out. out. You're not, you mean you've not sent me the photo yet? No, well, I've been kind of having a little argument with you. You've been having a nice little argument. All right, Bill, give us a call tomorrow if you hear any more, and I'll have a little look online tomorrow, all right? Yep, no problem. Thank Cheers, you, mate. I appreciate the call. Thank you very much indeed. Um, and uh, to our earlier caller in Glasgow, looking forward to going back to the stand in Glasgow. I've emailed them. March next year, Catherine, if they'll have us. Hello, Paul Ross. I'd start walking now, you two. <laughs> Don't be lying on anybody but Shanks' pony. Flipping it, man. Um, uh, how are you doing? You all right? Very well indeed. Looking forward to the show tonight. What's, what have you got? Well, um, we're talking probably for something you two might be interested in. Oh, yes. The guy who was um, Liam Neeson's body double in The Phantom Menace, a yeah. trained fighter ranger, he played uh, the number two sergeant at arms in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. He's now started, for children and parents, 
lightsaber classes. Oh, yes. On, you, gr- you grade up. You go. Sound like Sam bouncing yeah, in his chair, look. You grade up for it. It's half an hour at a time. It's yeah. a kind of form of kendo, but you can you end up with a double if you choose it. If You, yeah. you can either be, you can be the dark side yeah. or you can be a Jedi Knight. Oh, everyone's going to be you the can, dark side. Well, you can use... Um, Darth, Darth Maul's double one, yeah. the red one. So yeah. we're talking him on the programme, which wow. I'm really looking forward to. Oh, we're also, and we all love the movies, um, Orson Welles has got a new film out, At Long Last. This is what I've heard. This is something that he only he didn't finish in 1970 or something. Well, the, the weird thing now is they're saying, and I'd heard this before, he did actually finish it. Oh. But, but being Orson Welles, what happened was, he started it, uh, John Houston plays a film director, Peter Bogdanovich plays like his young mentor, and it's about a guy who comes back to try and take on the new Hollywood. So it's autobiographical, there's an orgy scene, there are dwarves in it, there's a giant phallus on a pole, there's all kind of oh. weird stuff in it. But the thing was, he ran out of money halfway through. Right. So Orson Welles, because he'd been married for a while to Rita Hayworth, who was married to the Aga Khan for a while, yeah. are you still with me, went to get money from the Shah of Iran. Of course he did, yes. Got the money, then had the Iran Revolution happened, yeah. so Orson Welles dies. He left a hundred hours of footage. Wow! But then I didn't they didn't. They much. didn't know who had the rights. And right. It's taken years and years. No, he didn't have. He edited about forty minutes of it, which yeah. I'd seen before. Right. Now the film's been completed. It was wow. shown at the Venice Film Festival. It's going to be on Netflix and in cinemas November the second. We've got a great guy, and I've spoken to him in the past called Ray Kelly, who runs something called WellsNet.com. He's yeah. the world's leading authority wow. on all sorts. Knows the family. He's seen the film. He's going to guide us through it. It could be the great lost Orson Welles masterpiece. It, well, this is the question. Is is it any good? Well, from what I've heard from him, he says it's if you like kind of middle period worlds like the trial, and if you like anything post touch of evil, you'll like it. I wasn't crazy about that, but he also said it's like one of my favourite worlds films, the mad documentary made F for Fake, yeah. which is such a masterpiece, yeah. I think. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. You've heard his um, his, his advert for peas, haven't you? Just add a few of the other ones, the ones for wine, the peas. Have ones you heard made, this? Isn't it? this is this is. Um... Uh, this is just a joy. Him, him, awesome. He done Shakespeare in the park, though. Leave him alone. He, John. All right. I just think the the very opening could be a little. It's, nothing is more important than the simple act of people getting together. Good. Could I have one more go, Awesome, please? Sorry. What? Could I have just one more take of that? Sir? Why? I just did it right. Yeah. Ah, look, I, I'm not used to having more than one person in there. One more word out of you and you go. There you go. It goes a good ten minutes of that. We've all said that, though, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> to the extra person in the booth. He is fake. And also, there's one where he made for wine, where he's obviously had a sniff of the barmaid's apron. Right. Have you ever seen the TV commercial? No. But he had to fund all his projects, yeah, didn't he? And yeah. he, you know, he, he enjoyed a rich lunch. Oh, I look forward to seeing that. That'll yeah, be, and that's yeah. going on Netflix. Uh, Netflix have funded it. November the 2nd, it goes. It's being shown at selected cinemas, so I might try and catch it on the big screen, but only selected cinemas. All that, I'm crossing live to Japan for the very latest on that dreadful sounding storm. Yeah. Have you seen any footage from that? No. No, I've not. Lorries being it. blown over, yeah. bridges coming down. It looks absolutely awful. So we're talking about that as well on the programme. It's the end of days, Paul. Sort of, well, as long as I see the Orson Welles movie before I go. That'll do. That's it. Paul Ross will be on at one o'clock. We are done this evening. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Sam. Thank you to nearly all of the callers uh, that we had this evening. I it's... like Bill. He was my favourite. I like Bill, but I, I'm, I'm fascinated by, um, by that. And I think it... you gave you a hot scoop there, because I learned from Sam, your uh, senior producer, yeah. that he tried <laughs> TalkSport first, and they said no to him. They're in on the conspiracy. TalkSport haven't got a clue no. what's going on. We will be back tonight at 10 o'clock. Until then, stay tuned to Paul Ross. Ta-ta! <laughs>